0: Welcome to Nerd Build your f- source for Nerd Build Welcome to Nerd Build Nerd, Nerd Build well, this is a shit show
1: <laughs> Tale is old time the Song is old is This so this is what I what? call So this is
0: what I call the culling. Um, So (laughs) if anyone's still listening, we know they're (laughs) true fans.
2: fans. We'd weed them out early. The culling, that sounds like a scary horror. I'd be one
3: of the people still listening, but I'm here, so I know. (laughs) Oh, you're one listener. Uh, Now no one
2: could have listened to this I would have checked
0: out long ago... uh,
2: (laughs) By longer you mean two seconds ago because it's been like. I'm already checked out.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we're here. This is your podcast. I know. (laughs) Uh, You say podcast, I say obligation.
2: Whoa, whoa! (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's That's what the listeners like like, to hear. If I I didn't want to do nerd build, I wouldn't do nerd build, and I quite enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here with. This week's episode. He just does it for the money. Yeah, it's you know, it's very financially a it's big Kind of the only thing keeping me afloat right now is nerd build. Uh, so, we're here this week. We have special guests this week. You, there are only regular. They're, in they're the,
2: getting less and less special. Yeah,
0: they're they're in the rotating seat. Yeah. Uh, we have our friend Adam Wagner, who last was on. What was the last episode you did? The one where you
2: cried.
0: Oh, we talked about video games.
3: <laughs> We did talk about the was was movie was a top oh,
0: yeah. top video games uh, of yeah, the year. Hours, <laughs> and then uh, that was Cameron a moment. Uh, It
3: was uh, a special.
0: Our friend Cameron Hood of uh, Ryan Hood fame uh, who it's been a little longer for Cameron, it's, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh was it Suicide
3: Squad was the last one? That movie? was the first
1: one and then I did uh, a movie a year and then we did nifty listies. Yeah. That
3: was the one we were together and the only other one that I've been on since then was the video game.
2: Wait, Suicide Squad was the first one. That was the mean? first. I wow.
3: thought Movie a Year
0: was the first. Yeah, year. I thought so too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I do mis- I misremembered. I don't me.
0: think that's important to talk about on the podcast. No, <laughs> we
3: spend at least another five minutes. And I think we this. should.
0: <laughs> uh, so, but but you guys just came from
1: the theatra. We were at the movie theater. The theater. Having a true cinematic experience, and we just watched Beauty and the Beast,
4: <laughs> starring Emma Watson
1: and Dan Stevens as the Beast. Uh, so yeah,
0: we're here. Dan to talk and I have also seen it.
1: Yes. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: well actually, we were here because we were hoping you guys would give us a shot-for-shot shot description yeah. of the film. In fact,
2: just act it out and you can decide between you who's Beauty and who's the Beast.
1: Mm. Well, if anyone else calls you Beast, I'll rip their eyes out. What does Joker say? Do you remember that? Joker and Vicky Vale? No, no, no. This is going back to Uh, Batman uh, 1989, right? He's like, here we are, Beauty and the Beast. Of course, if anyone else calls you Beast, I'll, and then he makes some Mm -hmm. horrible threat.
2: Rip their
1: eyes out
2: is a pretty good threat. Uh, so, um. <laughs> 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 Moving on? Dave just like glossed over that.
0: Her- cl- it's like herding cats in here. Uh, <laughs> Why would you
2: herd a
1: cat? Herding clats? Uh. <laughs> God damn it. This, this podcast can't make any progress. I just can't,
0: I can't move We're home. trying so hard. <laughs> Uh, we'll fix it in post (laughs) we will not (laughs) fix it in post we refuse (laughs) unlikely so we uh this week we're going to talk about beauty and the beast um this is uh disney's new hot remake it made 170 million dollars this weekend uh, which is a preposterous amount of money uh we actually talked about it um last week that it just seemed like everyone wanted to see this uh it's a universally, you know... Nobody assume, does not want to see Yeah, this. I think it's kind of like one of those things that just, like, it's kind of inoffensive. To, like, everyone... Unless you hate musicals, which, in that case, yeah. well, you're not human, Or if so. you
2: hate Disney.
0: Yeah. Um, but If uh, you
2: hated the original Beauty and the Beast, then you probably right, don't want to see this. You're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But, uh,
0: so, Disney has been kind of on a streak of remaking their old classics, and this, this is, is a... streak streaking remake of the 1991 uh animated movie which w- was on i don't know if it was on cameron's list but it was definitely on me and Aaliyah's list for the uh, best year. best movie of 1991 or our favorite movie of 1991
2: if you're a newer listener you can t- tune back to movie that episode. year uh
0: so we we love the original and uh at least the original meaning that particular i mean the beauty and the beast story has been around forever but yeah.
2: The so, Disney original Disney animated one.
0: We were looking forward to it. Uh, we decided to have you guys, and you guys, uh, we've we've made it well known, but just like so, you guys kind of bring it on. it But your interest in Beauty and the Beast, how what's your backstory on it? Like, how are you feeling going into seeing Beauty and the Beast the
1: remake? Cameron, go ahead. I love Beauty and the Cameron. Beast. <laughs> Cameron, are we are we reaching you? Tucson, Arizona, you're on line one. <laughs> Cameron's coming to us live from Tel Aviv. Uh, I'm actually not. I'm sitting across the table from you.
3: There's an eight-second delay after you. <laughs> yes, Cameron! Uh, yes, Dan,
1: I'm happy to answer that. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I love Beating the Beast. Belle is my favorite Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she is. She's a looker. Like, they're all a looker, right? But she's yeah. book smart. She's street smart. She's kind and gentle. She loves her pa, you know? And yeah. she sees through... All of Gaston's machinations. And she's able to see the good in the beast. In the ugly. She's able to see the beauty in ugly, if you will. She's, she's the, the best beast princess. princess.
3: Yeah. yeah, The beauty in the
1: beast. Exactly. But I was also quoting a Jason Mraz song from the Ugly Betty TV show. Um, which no one will get. And that's okay.
2: <laughs> Some people might get it, she, just not us.
1: She could see the beauty in ugly. And that's uh, I, I, I respect that about her. Plus she wears blue and white. Gorgeous. And she wears yellow. Gorgeous. Cameron
2: is really into blue. Colors are great. I'm
1: horribly Everyone shallow. <laughs> you guys need to know that about me. I'm, I'm very really deep and dresses. very shallow. <laughs> yep. So I was excited to come see this movie. I figured, based on the past kind of Disney live action outings, that it would be really, really faithful to the original. And it absolutely was, with little bits added. Uh, although, um, I don't know that they all work as much. Or, excuse me, as well as, like, say, what was the little bits that were added from Cinderella or added we to... Still yeah, I, we still haven't seen... I loved that. it. So, we ta- Hard. I don't remember no. if we
0: talked about this on an episode Hard.
1: that uh, you
0: were on, No, it, I think but we just
2: talked about it with Cameron one time in person. Just, like, talking about...
0: I've literally never seen Not a, on a frame of... Oh, no,
2: maybe you and I talked about that on the
0: podcast, you right. I've never seen a frame of that movie. It, it not genuinely a I've no, not a trailer. I've never seen a trailer or either. anything. Somehow I have managed to avoid mm-hmm. that which is very hard to do, but I've not done it intentionally, but I've never seen a trailer. I've known I know Kenneth Branagh directed it, which I mean, which means that every single angle is tilted probably, <laughs> I can assume, uh, <laughs> that's his favorite, he at loves, he loves canted it, angles, that man. Maybe
3: Disney intervened.
0: <laughs> no, I know, they, they probably did, deal. they were like, alright, come it on man."
2: They were and like, angles. you can do five.
0: Well, he did, you know, he directed Thor, but it was when Thor was still at Paramount, so every angle yep. still canted, he's still like, boom,
2: boom, boom. you know,
3: cam- the camera just, eh. Let's just leave, it. let's just even out that. Just right? give it a.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought that Cinderella was just an incredible movie. Um
2: Does it, sorry, just does it have the songs or it doesn't have the songs? Well,
1: so that's an interesting point to bring up. It does have the songs. It has the main ones are Bippity Boppity Boo. Uh and then there's she does a lot of like to humming to herself, right? right? Yeah. And, what? I was just saying this. Song. Okay. <laughs>
2: You so, just sing gibberish
1: words. You have Helena Bonham Carter singing Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, right, as the very godmother. And then you have her singing A, a Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Mm-hmm. Um, very understated. They're in the movie. She so sings it, them. But is
0: it kind of like a Jungle Book thing where it was like it's not too... Like it's, some animals. of her kind of like just brought into the more of the natural progression of the movie instead of like having these big
1: extravagant musical yes. numbers? Yes. And I love that about Jungle Book. It. Mm-hmm. it started to seem like naturally like, are they going to go into bare necessities yeah. here? Yeah. It just seems so appropriate. And they did, but it was in a very kind of so, natural like floating down the river yeah. sort of way. Right, like as
2: if he was so actually, crazy. he would be actually singing when he was yes. floating down the river. Yes,
1: So then when you get to uh, I Want to Be Like You, there's some context. Because the right. first time you get a song, it's presented so naturally. And so now we, ha- now we have music in the movie, and it's more natural when it comes out later, even though it's a bigger production, when Christopher Walken sings I Want to Be Like You. So... In Beauty and the Beast, it was a very different movie from the beginning. I, th- I thought, this is a Broadway musical with CGI. That's mm-hmm. my take on this movie. And it's done super, very well. It's done really well. Um, but if you like Broadway musicals, you're going to like this movie. And if you don't like Broadway musicals, you might have a harder time.
2: Yeah, uh, to that point, Dan was saying something... He said. A I never really listen when he talks. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ouch. What were you saying it's about a good the
0: foundation for a podcast?
2: <laughs> and
3: a marriage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like how that's the least like, less important me. I was like, listen, what gonna... podcast is most important? Yeah.
2: Um, what were, you were saying something about the film, like the shots and stuff, and then I was saying that it was like they were intentionally right. filming it as if it was okay. like a stage
0: production. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I. I feel like I, before before we get too far, I, I want to give Adam the chance to his give oh, his yeah, kind of like sorry. background just a little bit, like of his because like I think that's getting into some serious discussions yeah. that are very serious about Cameron how I feel said, about this movie. Why... But just very quickly, Adam, yeah. just like kind of like how you feel about BBBS, like w- in general, you know, like your kind of backstory. I,
3: so my family is super big in Disney. Mm-hmm. Grew up like. Going to, I have an uncle who, like, was able to get us into Disneyland a lot. He doesn't oh, yeah, work there. Disneyland. And my mom has a really big family, and they're all into Disney, and we just grew up watching all the movies. So, I mean, all the Disney movies from, you know, that era, 90s and before, uh, are really big uh, in my memory, and I like all of them a lot. So, um, big fan of Beauty and the Beast. And uh, I don't know. I didn't know... Really, how to feel going into this one? I mean, I, I was excited when I heard that they were doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I heard some reactions from people, and I had a little bit of trepidation, and uh, and but yeah, but either way, I was excited, and I, I was going to see it either way. So, um,
2: okay, so we all love Beauty and the Beast. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, I I mean, it,
0: it is probably of that era of Disney movies, probably my favorite. Uh, I. You know, there's different ones that I, you know,
2: it's a pretty close. Yeah, there's I, I really like there, you but, know,
0: Little Mermaid, Aladdin, yeah. all all those. But I agree. big Beauty was second, my favorite. You know, or that that first Disney Renaissance. I think right now we're kind of in that second Disney Renaissance where uh, the first one happened. Then obviously they there are initial classics that were you know we're going back to Cinderella, Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, and then you had that big run where they kind of we were making a lot of stuff that didn't seem to resonate with a lot of people, you know... Uh, Oliver and Company. Right, so that was kind of right at that tail end. Oliver and, Company's great. and I liked it, but uh, it, was not this man. Right, but like, that was like right at the end there. So Oliver and Company it was 1988 which I think was the year before, so 89 was Little Mermaid, I think, and that was kind of the big one that mm-hmm. kind of tipped it over, but uh, yeah, it, it was kind of like, there was. A, I'm thinking more of like Sword in the Stone, you know, like mm-hmm. there was kind of these ones, the original Rescuers, like there was kind of this slump where they essentially like, it's not that they weren't doing well, but they kind of had to slump, and then they Little Mermaid kind of hit the big, like that went Absolutely. huge, and then it yep. like... Then it was it's, one after another. It's
2: interesting how all the ones you just mentioned that were, like, in the slump or, like, not as big of a hit were just all ones that weren't, like, a Disney princess, quote-unquote. Right, they were a
3: little bit... more, there's no, like, love story. Right, there was
0: a... They were a little more outside of, like, just their traditional mm-hmm. stories. And then mm-hmm. they kind of went back to a more, you know, they were doing the A to B to C, which yeah. worked really well. But also the music in all those is spectacular. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, they, you know, when they... That's... The Little I Mermaid love soundtrack's Sword incredible. Stone, by the way. Oh yeah, Surface Sword Stone's great. <laughs> I like, love Oliver no, Company and Rescue. All the stuff that came out I think people have gained a new found appreciation for. But at the time it just wasn't doing what they wanted it to do. But I think they've aged very well and people yeah. really appreciate them now. Uh but yeah, so um so yeah, that whole span is a, is an amazing sequence of films. Like if you just look at like one after another, what they were putting together, like all the way up until pretty much, pretty much like I feel like Mulan was kind of like the last yeah. one of that run, yeah. And uh, I still really like Mulan a lot. There's not a lot of music to it, but they're they're making one of those, so they're kind of going back and doing every one of those. So is some
3: great music.
0: In oh, world. yeah. There's
4: not as many songs. <laughs> well, the though.
0: discussion that I always have is you look at you know when you talk about I've, I've had that discussion it, with Galera. people before about what is the best hey, just based what? on soundtrack what is the best Disney movie Uh, not counting the movie itself and it becomes very difficult because there's movies like Mulan Mm -hmm. where the songs there are very few there's only I want to say four songs in Mulan or is it three and a half, basically. Yeah. It's like three with a reprise. It's the Reflection, the Matchmaker, me. and Make a yeah. Man oh, and You. Yeah. And then a reprise, I think. Like, I think that might be it. There maybe is one more, but it's not a lot. Yeah. And then there's, like, Pocahontas, which has some classic songs, but there's a lot of songs and a whole lot of, like, kind of, yeah. eh, songs that are, like, fine, but not I amazing. I can only
2: think of three.
0: Songs, period, from... It. Well, that's the point.
3: Colors They're, of the Wind. Yeah. yeah.
0: And... Just Around the riverbank. Just Around the riverbank, uh, Oh, yeah. And then the one that they the, sing in the beginning. Sa- sa- oh, yeah. Savages. Yeah. Yeah, savages. No. Oh, yeah. I forgot Virginia about Company. Savages. The Virginia Sandwiches. Company Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwiches. 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 That's uh, a I, I think
1: song. it's got to be Little Mermaid or Lion King, I think. Have to have the most... Best soundtrack? The best soundtracks. I think it's one of
3: those two. I I a Little Mermaid of those Little two. Little Mermaid. Part of Your World, uh...
1: There's help me out here. What's the, the what's girl. the earliest? Kiss the girl. Yeah. Shut your yeah. mouth. That one's so good. <laughs> yeah. What's under the, the sea? under, under, the, sea. under yep. the sea. I mean, I think un, un, or un, or un,
0: the
3: uh, poor, unfortunate poor unfortunate souls. Poor unfortunate, like, yeah. unfortunate souls. <laughs> so good. It's yep.
0: so good. Yep.
3: yep. So, I mean, Lion King is also outstanding, really good. but yeah. The, yeah. The,
1: the super memorable songs from Lion King are "I Just Can't Wait to Be King," yeah. "Circle of Life," you know, "Can You Feel Akuma the Love?" Be prepared. Be prepared is a lesser one, but still important to but the. But they're, you know, they're all to, that's five. That's five jams, yeah, right? Yeah. Can you feel the love tonight, man? Yeah, it's yeah. great. So Aladdin, what do we have with Aladdin? Uh, the big one, A Whole New World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one Street jump. Street rats. What's that one? Street I think, I think it's called one. Jump. Isn't it
0: called one, one, jump? Jump? Is one jump? jump? One jump. One jump. If only yeah. they looked closer, yeah.
1: they'd see yeah. there's more. So much and more then, to me. Friend like
2: me. Friend yeah. like all
1: right, that's that's the jam from that movie. Oh, Prince Ali.
3: <sighs> in the nope. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: but, yeah, but for weird. some reason that's that's next tier down to me from Little Mermaid. I agree. I agree. Yeah, like Little Mermaids. One step down. It's, it's one step down. But it's, it's one it's, jump. My 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 point yeah. is
0: like it's a really hard conversation because you have ones that are very highly like dense with amazing songs and stuff, and then you have ones like on the far end which is like Pocahontas. But most of them kind of fall in the middle where they have like four, three to four really good songs, and it's tough to like pick which one because like. Individually, there's songs that like put other things uh, like i I would I have songs that I love so much in Hercules, oh, but God. I also as a whole Hercules. wouldn't put it on the same level of something like you know right. like a little mermaid, but uh won't say I'm in love is like maybe my favorite yeah, Disney that song is like so good. it's so good
3: like when you said.
2: Belle was your favorite Disney princess. You think Meg. You
3: popped into oh, Meg oh, is, is great. Meg, Meg
0: She's yeah. so sassy. I love her. She's great. <laughs> yeah, i in
2: love, it she's less. Really good. She's
0: less like not to say that like there's that as they went on a little bit further, it seemed like they made them sassier and tougher and like yeah. more yeah. standalone. Like I like like when you look earlier on. Not that Bell isn't helpless. Yeah, there's no dead. question, but yeah. she's she doesn't get a lot of chances to be, like, you know, fierce, you know? Yeah. like And, like, Ariel, same thing. Like, she doesn't really get a chance to, like, you know, do that. But it's she not...
3: is very independent. No, there's no question about I think it. That Sleeping yeah. Beauty is this... basically, like, on the... Well, that's, <laughs> the early ones, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that the... Although it was pretty similar to the original one... Um, not to break out of the musical part of the conversation, no, but but the new Beauty and the Beast, I think they did a good job of making Belle even more like she right, has. Right. E- she's even she's even more of like a strong female lead. She takes even more initiative. She stands up for herself. Even I mean, not that Belle Belle was already those things. I think in the original one, but they the new one does a good job of adding in new little scenes and set pieces that make that even more obvious that she's yeah. like. Doing what she thinks is best and what's good for her, and she's you know, yep,
3: and all taking a stand for herself. All the little moments with, um, her father, where she's like helping him do all of the yeah, you know, like, like
1: she understands everything stuff. that he's doing. Yeah. Like she's involved, she sees yeah. it, she understands the process, yeah. so that she can help. Yeah. There's so like she's clearly very with it. that part everything.
2: where she just like, you know, it's sort of like a one minute scene that. It, isn't really focused highly upon, but she just, like, invents the washing machine. Yeah. Suddenly, and yes. you're like, yes, that's amazing, but they don't when even, like... What did she
3: dump out of the little mini, like, barrel that she was, like, demonstrated, the little, like, prototype that she had? It looked like I thought it was chips. flower petals. <laughs> flower petals. I don't know. I, like, I, for some reason, I wasn't, like, paying total attention to no, that part, and she did it, it. and it was, like, her. and I, like, saw for a second, I was like, were those potatoes?
2: Probably. <laughs> no, oh, potato it chips. probably. Oh, potato oh, chips. flower petals. Was it yes, it was probably like soap sentence. or wood chips.
3: Maybe it was chips or something. No. I don't know. They look oh, like potato chips to me. That's dumb, though, and Cause... not what was in the movie.
0: Oh. Well, so so yeah, that that leads... Well, let's just talk in general about uh, just the cast from top to bottom. Yeah. Let's start off with that because you're leading into with Belle and just yeah. kind of how she is. Oh,
2: actually, really quick just about the music thing. Uh-huh. I think... Even though maybe it doesn't have as many I – mean, I, I would put Beauty, up in, Beauty and the Beast up there also with – Like, for me, the songs in that movie, like, are pretty similar getting close to, like, Little Mermaid level. Yeah. Um, yes, Cameron? Well, no, right can, <laughs> after you. I am going to go next. Okay. You. No, that's pretty much – I just – we didn't – We're sort of talking about all the other ones, but I personally always loved the songs for Beauty and the Beast. And it's up um, there.
1: It's I think it's maybe a half step down from those.
0: Uh, But I think it's it's on Aladdin level.
1: It's got some. It's It's, got some memorable songs, but so to me, my thought is this: that what are the what are the memorable songs from Beauty and the Beast? Gaston is one of the most memorable songs for
0: the whole thing and Beauty and the Beast (laughs) (laughs) itself.
2: Bell like, has I think, moments. Bell's my I think favorite song. Bell's song, song um, is like one of my favorite songs. It's
1: it is my favorite song, Beauty of the
0: Beast, yeah. and then
2: Guests. But there's so it, many
1: parts to it, and it has it's all exposition. It's all meeting characters and exposition, and so it's not, not like, this, it's like It's like not a like a song. standalone torch song. People don't go to bars and sing it like the no, way they sing Part of Your World, right? I
2: kind of want to. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll just do all the voices.
1: <laughs> the other super memorable or. Super important song to me is something there when they start to fall in love. That's a great yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that song is the plot. Is really I love good. that. Right, but it's not like a standalone right, song like not a, a not lot a of the other song. ones are. The, the songs yeah. from from the animated movie really serve the plot. They're mostly there for the plot, yeah. with the exception of like Gaston, which is just that really catchy and well really written, right and Beauty and the right. Beast, which stands alone as a you know massive hit on yeah. soft rock. And radio. Be Our Guest
2: is pretty standalone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it 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 furthers the plot, but like that is just a song from front to back. Yeah, I think.
0: Well, I guess I guess maybe we should wrap up our conversation about the musical thing by just kind of going through what they kind of added, uh, because it, it it is important to mention that they wrote
2: they added a new, new a new
0: song and then they used an old song that had
2: been written before now? for the original one, but hadn't been used in the original. So one.
0: was the I might be wrong, was, did they pull anything from
1: the stage musical? I don't think musical? they pulled anything they from the stage from musical. The stage, they, right. That was the original idea. We're going to just do the stage musical and we're going to put a bunch right. of money behind it and make it awesome. But they ended up not pulling in the new stuff that was in the stage musical and instead of writing new stuff for it.
2: did When you guys saw the movie today, was there the little featurettes, like the music video and the other thing at the beginning?
4: No. So no.
2: that must have been when. So Dan okay. and I saw like the first showing. It was like a special showing, um, and they played the music video for the Tale of the Oldest Time song. And the, Beast and the Beast with
1: uh, John Legend and Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. And
2: then they played a sort of almost behind what would be a behind the scenes if you like bought the DVD of um, talking. Al, it was what Alan Menken and right Dan. What's the other guy's name? The two music guys? Uh, Ashman? or The featurette that we watched that was before the movie that we saw. It was like uh, behind the scenes about the music basically where they like talked about it and they mentioned that one of the songs they had been written originally for the for when it came out but it wasn't put in the original animated one and so they added that in um, and then also Which, they, which one? Um, You're know. not
1: thinking of human again are you? Oh, no, yeah, then? Human Again. Well, Human no. Was Human
0: Again in the musical, the stage play? It's in
1: the stage yeah, play. Yeah, because it was. They it was added in the, the movie. It, it was in an the animated, animated movie. movie, and it was when they re released it for the, like, whatever. They put whatever. it back in. The no, movie. it
2: wasn't uh, Human Again. I think it was the one that, um, that, uh. The Beast song? No, not the Beast song. That, um. Oh, the Dad sings. Yeah, Marisa's and then, and then, song. And then, and then Bella yeah. sings. Sure. That was, like, one that had been, they had, that, uh, I think Alan Menken or had originally written, but it wasn't in the the first movie, but they put it into this movie.
1: So I have have a really high praise for this movie, and I have a a strong critique, too. My critique is less strong than my praise, uh, which I think is a great way to be in life. um, The critique is that I thought there were too many songs, that there was too much new added. It's already kind of a complex story. There's a lot of elements and side characters and stuff that they have to get in. Um, it started to feel a little bit tedious to me. So the rule in musical theater is that you you have to build up through dialogue the need to sing a song. You have to be so overcome with emotion that the only way to like, deal with that is to express it through song, right? So that's what musicals are always trying to do. This seemed like well, it just it... kept going the song over and over and over, and it didn't have that sort of push and pull build up, and then I have to release it with a song. So I, I didn't have time to kind of build up the desire or the emotion that needed to be released in song because they kept feeding me new songs. So that's my one critique for the movie. So I would, so
0: two things. One, you personally, thing I want to know, how do you, when you're watching a sung through, how do you feel then? Uh, like Rent, Rent is a sung through musical, at least the stage production is. So there is no building. It's all song. So like an opera.
1: Different convention, like I'm I'm on board with that convention from moment one, right? It's teaching me how to experience this show, and great, that's those are the rules of this show, that I'm gonna hear everything sung, okay, okay. and I can handle that. So you're,
0: okay, yeah. so it's just changing the convention of it yeah. going in, okay. Um, uh,
2: we also didn't mention the Kill the Beast song, but that song's pretty yeah. good. It's also very story uh, sort of head, like that's it's just called just for the, the Mob song, the Mob way. song, really, yeah, 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 it's called the Mob. But that it's song is pretty catchy yeah. and great.
0: It's a good song. Uh, I to provide and then I'll, we'll let both of you guys weigh in about that same thing, because I would say I am the total opposite of that opinion, 100 percent, in okay. that all the downtime when there was not singing, I was checking out. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I was like, I just want the next song. I just want the next song. I don't even want to like. I I liked it and it was totally fine, but I found myself super wanting to get to the next song as soon as possible. And I, I was. Do you think not? Part of that not was
2: because you knew because I know song. the song. You were there's like, a yes, big, come on this song. That's a
0: big part of it. But I also I will also say, and I've always talked to you about this, Aaliyah, is that. My biggest issue with Disney musicals is there's not enough music. The that was my number one. I loved Frozen. My biggest problem with it is that the third act has like one song and then there's nothing. Most
1: Disney third acts drop yeah, out. One there's song no songs none, in a, yeah. you know,
0: Aladdin's like that. Like you, you need I like normal musicals don't do that. Like they're more you know like I see what you're saying. I mean they have like kind of a good cadence to when you should have songs up. But Disney like. Does a really like, I, I don't like their perspective on how to, so this repaired a lot for me by putting in a lot more music in the third act, which I really liked. I really liked the new song for The Beast, um, Evermore. I thought that was a cool song, uh, and I was really nice to have a song for The Beast, just him. Um, so I liked that they put some of that in. I don't know necessarily if, like, so I would say on the negative side of things, I don't think cadence-wise to kind of agree with you in some like Evermore doesn't come at a time where it feels like a song is the right time to do that. I just wanted but, to see
1: him brood around the castle for a minute. I want to just see him feel sad. I don't need him to sing it at no, that moment. No, I
0: get that. Uh, I it doesn't feel right from a cadence perspective, but it didn't matter to me because I was like, it's just another song. So it makes me happy and that's okay. Like this. So like, that's kind of how I felt because that's, that's how I always feel with musicals. I just mm-hmm. want to get to the next song. I, it, and great musicals have a perfect balance between when you have a song. So, mm-hmm. but I would say in this case, this is one of those cases where there, I was not getting enough from the parts when there weren't songs that I just wanted there to be songs. Uh, for better or for worse, for you know, say what you will about the movie itself, that was ended up being the reason I think that it, I ended up enjoying the movie as much as it is that there was more music and it could keep me going from moment to moment.
2: Do you feel that way about like the animated one too? No. So just this version. Yes. Okay. I just, think so. Just curious.
3: I. So I. I didn't. I didn't think they were bad. But I didn't enjoy the new songs that they added as much.
0: Oh, no. For sure.
3: I mean, and but it's interesting that you've mentioned... And it was very short. It wasn't done out like the rest of the new songs or songs that at least weren't in the original movie. But the one that you said, which I didn't know, was written by Alan Menken, I really enjoyed where Maurice was singing that song. I'm
2: pretty sure that's what they had said. Well,
3: I mean... Whether it was yeah. or wasn't. But it was
2: definitely a, the one that was. he said was original to the like when he, yeah. he originally named it. So. I just
3: thought that that was the prettiest of the ones that I had not yeah. heard mm-hmm. before. It's and, very hard to, also, I will say, it's very hard to
0: evaluate new songs in a thing where you know all the other songs, sure. because... You're like, you, I don't know these ones! Right, so <laughs> no, it's I, very, I get that, and it's I, tough I'm to willing m- to
3: admit that. I mean, like, I, I can, you know... Oh, God. Attacked. Uh, that uh, there are insects flying around the room. If you, if you hear <laughs>
1: Adam being harassed, it's there are massive insects flying around. Uh, I, I,
3: you know, I was very excited to hear all of the original songs. Right. So that I'm, um, you know, I can say that you know that may be why part of the reason why I wasn't so excited about the new ones. Um, I. I, I felt okay about the timing of the Beast song mm-hmm. in this one. I, lyrically, I wasn't it's fine. It's way very, into it. It's very basic, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that for me, that was that, I guess that was my biggest, like, I don't know, whatever with it is that it's like, it's like yeah, okay, yeah, it's
0: good. Uh, uh, it's impossible to know... If those songs had all been in Beauty and the Beast, the yeah. 1991 version, would have, how much we would have enjoyed well, that song. Like like, who the, knows? <laughs> the,
2: so, just for me, I, I didn't feel like there was too many... I also was kind of like, yes, more songs. I, a lot of them weren't as memorable, but that was fine. I was super excited um, that the Beast got his own song, because mm-hmm. he never had before, yeah. and... I actually like that song quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, like it's not as good. As, I mean, I you know, it wasn't as I don't think it's as great as the original ones or anything, but I actually really liked it a lot and I feel like if it was in the original movie, uh it would be I would have been like as excited to hear right. that as some of the other ones. It's just because it's new. But I actually like that song quite a bit and was just super excited that he got a song cuz he really isn't, you know, he sings like a tiny bit and some maybe, like, what one of the other songs, but he really doesn't, even though he's, like, one of the main characters, he really doesn't get any songs at all in the first, in Mm -hmm. the original movie. Mm -hmm. And so I was really pretty stoked that his character got, like, his own song that he got to sing just, like, by himself. Yeah. And I liked it a lot.
1: So I promise that there is uh, high praise coming for this, (laughs) but uh, the, the biggest... The other critique that I have, I guess, is that I found be our guest to be tedious. I thought it was so well done. it was beautiful, it was like exactly what you'd want from a live action c g i version of what happens in the cartoon version mm-hmm. they They amped it up in all the right ways, and I was just like, I should be feeling something, I feel nothing. you know it was just every color, all the spectacle, and I was I was fatigued by that point. Too many songs, or where that song fell, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, I was pretty burned out from that song. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's a Disney property that's important, and every time you show up at Disneyland, mm-hmm. you know, or their resorts, you're going to hear that song, and it's important for them. But I just—that's the part where I most wanted to check out.
0: Was but Be, is it because Be our of guest.
2: this movie, or do you—is B our guest just like not really your favorite? It's song one of my genre? least
0: favorite songs in Beauty and the Beast. It's, I would say it's I, I like it, but
3: yeah, but, no, I, but I agree. And the original. It's fun. Like, I feel like, yeah, okay, all right. You know, it's not your favorite. Like, you don't want to, like, burst into a song scene all Mm -hmm. the time. But it's like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. I feel like, so I will will preface this by saying I had heard, I had read a couple things before seeing the movie. I, I, I tend not to read a lot of things before I go and see things. But, you know, I had read some things that had a little bit of slightly down they were a little bit down on the movie, and some of it was about about it having not a lot of feeling to it. You know, kind of like you were saying, like mm-hmm. feeling tedious or something. And I think, and I, I don't think that was inducing me to feel that way about the movie, but I feel like I kind of felt that way up, up until that song, and maybe all the way up until... Um, well, I don't know the name of the song. The, there's Something Strange, you know, that song. Something There. Something, something there. there. Yeah. Up until that point, I think, there was... Uh, I felt... there. I wasn't feeling a whole lot from the movie. It was mm-hmm. something about the performances and the characters. Like, also Gaston up until that point. I... He didn't feel like... I wanted him to be more ridiculous, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he just felt a little kind of wooden to me and kind of like... You know, it took a while for me, me
0: to even dick. feel like... He he was an asshole, really. Yeah, of like, yeah, hey, yeah. He's not that bad. Yeah, he seems kind of nice right. sometimes. <laughs> like I was kind of like, he's all right. Yeah. Like until then, and then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. no. Then he gets really bad. But like, he doesn't strike that. A, that he's not as cartoonish early on, which uh, I kind of
3: hoped he ha- they, that he was. Like, I don't know if they were trying to do it more. I mean, it's real, harder also but... when
2: he's not a cartoon. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I, I just mean, he wasn't as flamboyant as he is in the movies, which is fine. They probably needed to tone it down a little bit because he is super ridiculous. But I felt like it was maybe missing a touch of that that flavor to it. Yeah. Like, you wanted it to be... Because I kind of was like, you know, maybe Belle, you should give him a little bit of a shot. He doesn't seem that <laughs> Clearly awful. Clearly, she'd already
2: had some history with yeah, him exactly. where she right. knew that, like, right. he wasn't. But, like,
0: that's what I felt. like. I was like,
2: he's not that... That
0: bad, right? Like he seems okay. Like I know he's bad because he's Gaston, and I right. know Gaston. You know. Is the right. a priori. I I will say like going off the music thing like, like you were saying like until you got to something there, it kind of felt like there was nothing there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so what I would say is the movie slowly got more and more of a heart to it. I felt like I, absolutely, uh, and by the end of it, it. But I actually to be totally honest about 20 minutes in the movie i was like oh god like i was worried that i was like by the end of this i was like done like yeah. because i thought bell like like was just the most dry yep. like lifeless performance yep. with awful lighting terrible cinematography. I thought that thing looked like it was straight out of a 1995 Disney Channel original. He means like, the
2: song not. The song, yeah. The I thought the same role. thing. I no. thought
1: boy, I am Everything watching about, a filmed
0: musical. Yeah. That's, right it, that's
2: the thing that and it, then that's this what is she what I think yeah. about where then I was like I don't disagree, but I felt like it was they were doing it intentionally to make it feel like us, like you were watching like a stage musical, right. right? But
0: then the rest of the movie eventually doesn't feel like that, so I'm so like, so then like, was I it? it they, I don't but think
3: they were. Uh, I just wanted it to feel fun and like I was, it was into so it, and I wasn't
0: lifeless. at all. It was just lifeless. I didn't even like, feel I like know. that bad. About I just it. felt like it was. There was no energy to it. Like, it didn't feel like a town that was bustling. It felt like just, like, people walking and hitting their marks. And it just... I don't know. There, I, was, I, no,
3: there, there was something... It's my just favorite song in that movie. Like, I was All of the characters something. that just, like, like, like I was yeah. saying with Gaston, but, like, kind of applies across the board. That there's some kind of more character to all of them that was kind yeah. of missing a little bit. I don't know.
2: I feel like... And- I, th- I I know they probably did it to make it more historically accurate but the part of that song where she like goes to borrow the book return the book and borrow the new book and his library is like six books and she doesn't get to like roll on the rolling ladder I was like where's the rolling ladder <laughs> that's later in the beast library
3: although well, no, I was going to
2: say I know. It, I know. Make, I know. it makes I know. that I know. moment a lot more yeah.
0: potent when she yeah. goes to the yeah. beast library and gets to see all the books. Yeah. Like she's like so like yeah. overwhelmed. With it. I think that there makes that really moment.
3: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I'm not arguing that.
0: I it, the movie won me over. You know, mostly by the end. But I was genuinely like, I was thinking about. I was pretty in my own head the first like half hour. I was like, this is. I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like this is like just. The most soulless thing I've seen in a while. Like, it felt very soulless to me. And it does, it gets much better. Like, I think it progresses very well, but it's weird. It feels like this movie was shot chronologically, like, to me. Like, it seems like by the end of the movie, yeah. particularly the scene when, you know, you get to the point when they're all becoming inanimate again. All yeah, the. Yeah. And I and I was very invested yeah, with yeah. it by that point. But early on, there was nothing. Right. And it just was a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and you got that. And it wasn't the traditional thing of where, you know, you take a while to get, <coughs> just to do characters, and you, like, you need to like yeah. them and stuff like that. But it just felt like, I was just like, this just feels like someone, like, was just making an exact copy of a thing that's already been made, and they didn't care about it at all. Like, it... But... Fortunately, it, it, it gets I wanna, I wanna better. I want to say well. one
3: more thing about um, Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. Because I I feel like I felt similar to you, Cameron. And to me, though, I feel like it's kind of along the same lines, like not feeling a lot from, from watching it. But also, I don't know, there's something about the way it was done... I don't know if it was the lighting. It, it was very dark. It was very right? dark. Yeah, it wasn't like, very... Like, I feel like in the original it's very bright. Right? Yeah, it's very there's very like more glow. The, yeah. Re,
0: there's more... You see like... because
3: It's mostly Lumiere. Yeah. And there's like plates flying. And you're like, yeah. okay... It's well, very
0: dim. Plates,
1: it really I, is it's just, dim. It's the same. If you check out the movie, it's like is all it, this... It's, it's, it's this that? psychedelia. I mean, this this s- like French provincial psychedelia over a black background.
3: Yeah. It's like, just this yeah. was CGI version. Of it. I think maybe it's yeah. the, maybe it's just the color tone. Though. my biggest problem it, just, with
2: the, with that song was, um, they sort of make this big point like, in the scene before that about how, like, oh, that's just a hairbrush, it's not alive. And then literally, like, every plate everything and every alive. spoon and everything. It was a
0: funny joke, though, the hair No, I thing. really yeah. like
2: that joke, but then it makes, like, it's sort of when we were, when Be Our Guest came on, it sort of took me out of it because then I was like, wait, are all these plates alive and all the spoons are alive? And, like, but that hairbrush wasn't, I don't know, like, the the physics of it which in the animated one I never like second guessed right, at all. Right. I was suddenly like, Wait, but how are they all flying around? <laughs>
0: yeah. Who's, they, who's is, casting this yeah. magic? <laughs> they gave you a precedent to yeah. question
2: it. Right, basically, exactly, like yeah. if they sure, hadn't sure. had that joke yeah. about the hair. Which brush, I liked then you're that like that joke. Oh, I, so
0: some of the things aren't alive. And then you thought about it when you're like, Wait, are those
2: plates <laughs> I, alive? Yeah. I didn't want them to not have that joke. Are they just but throwing
0: then, the plates? Also
2: it sort of took me out of that song a little okay. bit because I was like Wait, so, like, that hairbrush was alive, but literally everything else is alive because they're all flying everywhere.
3: Something about that just did not feel like the raucous, like, fun party that it was in the original one. I don't know. It was just like...
2: Was it? I, I don't know how to interpret what's way.
3: happening right now. So, Isabel having a good time? <laughs> right. She really well, wanted to eat. Well, she had. You know, she's
0: not looking at. You kind of felt that, like, like you'd see Emma Watson, like as it pans by, and she's just like, like kind of looking from left to right, and it's like you can tell she's she ain't looking at shit. Like <laughs> she's looking at nothing. Yeah, ten, yeah, ten, yeah, look ten, at the tennis, tennis ball. And the yeah. animated one
2: is that she. Does it do the same thing where she clearly just wants to eat everything really bad, and then they don't let her? Because I don't really remember that as much from the original one, but in this one it was very like every there like every time something got close to her, she like was clearly trying to eat it because she was hungry, and then it like. But I couldn't remember if that was in the original one or not. I think they. it, It was.
1: Yeah. So Dan, you mentioned the idea that somebody made this movie and just didn't care. They're going to make a scene-for-scene scene remake. Of I don't actually movie. necessarily believe right. that. Sure. I'm just saying of that's the not. impression that it felt like that's to me. The There's no way you spend that much no, of your life I'm sure they the actually
0: man. care, but it just felt as if someone... It felt like a student project in a way that they were like, oh,
1: you know, like, we're getting a grade for this. <laughs> you know, like, it kind of, oh, yeah. like, just felt, like, very okay. dry. Okay, so that brings up an important point, which is that I felt that they were in some ways, trying to be too faithful to the original, that they had mm-hmm. too much to accomplish. They sure. So they added a bunch of new stuff, new songs. They fleshed out certain scenes. You got more with certain scenes. Plus, they had to do everything they, that the original did, right? Because they know that people are going to be so sad if uh, Be Our Guest isn't in there, or if you know Gaston isn't in there, if those songs. Yeah. So they have to hit all of those points. Plus, they try to bring in this new stuff, and it felt a little bit too much like they were they were hamstrung by, like, having to appease the fans. Right. So too much had to be in it. And if there were a little bit more freedom, which I felt in the Cinderella movie, Mm. that it was a little bit freer. There were fewer songs that they had to hit. Yeah. They could just tell a good story. Whereas this has to try to tell a good story and hit the fan favorites. And that's difficult to do. Yeah,
2: But also, like, I would be outraged if any of those songs wasn't there.
1: (laughs) I know. So you're... So, (laughs) right. So you're the problem.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think part of it is the the issue is that in a lot of ways it really felt like this movie was a no-fail situation. They knew what they needed to do, which was make this thing almost exactly with very little, you know, little extra nuggets on the side to put their own thing in. Um,
2: But that's also one of the things, Dan and I didn't talk a lot about this before the podcast, but one of the things that we did talk about was how they could have just like had the songs then I would have been happy you right. know what I mean like they, this movie would have had to been real bad for right. me to be like oh I didn't like it at all because it's Beauty and the Beast and it has all the Beauty and the Beast songs it in kind it
0: kind of felt like they knew that almost <laughs> that's the thing like that's why it feels like... Like, this movie was never going to fail because all they had to do was make the same thing and people would be fine with it. Like, which is... That's okay. Like, I don't... Like, I'm not angry about it. Like, because I did really like it. But the the, the thing that I was having a conversation with Aaliyah about, you know, when we, talk, we did, when we did talk briefly about this movie was I don't really know how much I actually liked it or whether... I would, if they just, because if I had just gone to see a screening, a theatrical screening of the 1991 Beauty and the Beast, would have had a great time also. I don't know if I like this, really. I feel like, like I, Cinderella, that
2: was, I haven't seen the live-action Cinderella yeah. one, but I feel like I don't really care about original Cinderella. Right. So that movie would have to actually be good for me to be like, this movie's really good, whereas mm. Beauty and the Beast...
1: Just would have to exist. It would just
2: have yeah, to like exactly. basically be pretty I, close to the yeah, original Beauty and the I, Beast.
1: I, they could
0: have showed. Uh, it could have been video of a CD player playing the soundtrack to Beauty and <laughs> the Beast. I'm like, all right, sure, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. It's like, walk- I, I. Those I, are I, some songs yeah. that I like. We <laughs> still walk. Man. They just give you a little Walkman as you walk <laughs> in the theater.
3: I. That was the. I think the biggest thing that I came away from this movie feeling is I want to go watch the original Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast.
0: I, yeah, I just don't know, like. I just think it's almost. I feel it. Maybe this is a cop out, but I feel like it is almost for impossible for me to actually evaluate whether this movie is really good or not good. It just feels like it simply is, and like I watched it and I enjoyed it because I really like the thing it's based on, and it basically makes that almost exactly. Yeah. And there was no horrible flaw in it. Like, no? okay, <laughs> like okay, I was just like, oh, there, there it is. That's cool. So good. one other.
3: <laughs> One other overarching feeling that I have about the movie is that I felt like the secondary characters were way less exciting, or I I saw a lot less from them than I would have liked to have seen. So especially Cogsworth and Lumiere. Like, Uh I mean, a little bit more from Lumiere. Cogsworth, I felt like, in the original movie, he's like, he's really funny, right? He's all over the place. I don't know. I yeah. He, I don't know like what percentage of them. Okay, he was like, really
2: funny in the original one. He wasn't this one and,
3: and I love Ian McKellen, and I think he was a good pick. There's nothing wrong with like the casting or like his take or you know how he looked or anything like that. It's just like I wanted more of it, and I wanted more of the humor and stuff in there from him. Yeah,
0: I so. I would honestly kind of argue that it that he's not necessarily a great pick. Um, no. Like I I think McKellen is wonderful, but. He's uh he's kind of stuffy in a way that I like I Cogsworth is a little stuffy, but he's got this kind of like I don't know, there's this kind of like He's looking for permission he, to let his hair down.
1: Yeah, he's he's, like, <laughs> he is he can't ever quite give it to himself right. whereas Ian McKellen's like, nope very stuffy. not having but, things. but
3: I mean they could have written him differently, right? Like yeah. that's not I mean yeah. like he could have Right. It's not like he Anna could have played Colin a different character the words that he was yeah. having to yeah. say. Yeah.
1: So one disagreement I have with with that idea that that the secondary characters were sort of lesser I thought that they served the plot better in this than they did in the original in that they really drive home the um what would you call it like the the i want the need for like this plot to happen they're driving it like in the in the cartoon you just get a sense of be our guest great like we can be human again too and like it's it, but actually it's mostly about the master they want to see their master like fall in love and get freed uh, if you watch the re-release that has the song human again in it you get a stronger sense like of their motivation mm-hmm. but their motivation was super clear in yeah. this version oh, yeah. that they right. really like, want this thing want to happen
2: this to be our life we don't, we don't want to be enchanted we don't want to stop existing, we,
1: don't stop existing. Yeah. we want this all to come back to life such that when you see them all start to shut down and yeah, turn yeah. into inanimate objects, yeah, it, right. it touches Dan, right? In yeah. that moment, because they're fleshed out more as characters early on, right? What they want and why they want this to happen. The efforts they've gone to, not just out of love for their master, but for their own personal stake in this, that makes me feel it more as it happens. Yeah. And that's my first praise for the movie. Well, I thought that was well, really good.
3: I would agree that 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 is a good thing that they is different and that they added to it. I don't know if, that is has to ha- had to be done at the exclusion of that other stuff, but right. I agree that that is a good difference. Yeah, there, I think
0: mm-hmm. that it is in the same criticism that we're kind of having about the other aspects that we have previously brought up. But uh, it does feel like there is a spark missing from the characters in a way that they just don't. It does it doesn't feel like they just don't feel as alive as they did in the animated. Um, it does like I, I think. Ewan McGregor like, does a really solid job mm-hmm. and stuff. It feels like everyone's doing a good job. It just... There's... Nothing's... It's too nothing, precious. Nothing's just, bad. It has nothing to be bad. the original.
1: It's like too close to the original, I yeah. think. I right, that, nothing is bad. Everything is good. It's yeah. just too faithful. You know?
2: I thought that... Oh, They actually not that they seem more alive, but I thought that (laughs) the fact that you get more
3: praise and sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 just the fact that
2: they get more backs. Like you know more about the people that they were before and after,
0: and that's great.
2: And I really like that not just for them, but all of like one of the things I really liked about this version of the movie is that you get more backstory for all the characters. Like absolutely, you, you know more about them. You know more of like their motivations you know more about what things have happened like I liked that you sort of get more of a sense of like why the beast is kind of an asshole before you know this mm-hmm. yeah, yeah everything yeah. and the thing with Belle's mom I thought was pretty interesting and because those are all kind of things that like you don't when you're watching the animated movie you don't like think oh what this is missing and but then sort of thinking about it afterwards you're like okay but yeah but like what happened to Belle's mom? Like, she's just not in it, and that's fine. You never question it when you're watching it. But but I, I liked that they added more of that in. Like, yeah. I, it made the characters, especially some of, like, the, um, you know, furniture characters, I thought, a little more, had a little more depth because of it. And they maybe that doesn't necessarily, isn't mutually exclusive to what Dan was saying about, like, them feeling less alive in the sense of, like, you know, how they felt in the animated, but just sort of who they were as characters and, like, to your point of they're motivated, like, oh, they're actually super motivated to, you know, be human again, and and this is why, and it's because you know more about what they were like when they are human. Yeah. And
3: mm-hmm. how afterward, like, a couple of them were like... They made, like, little comments that were like... Like, uh, what is it, Mr. Potts? Yeah. He was like, he said something like, he was like, I remember... And it was like they didn't really like expand on that, but it kind of seemed like maybe he had forgotten. No, they,
1: about they it. were all enchanted. The whole town was enchanted. they did say oh. that. I I did forget that. Forget the right. castle, the beast, yeah. and all the people. Oh, you know. The enchantress made everyone in the
2: village forget that the beast and the castle ever existed. That's why no. nobody knew. Did this in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it was in the exposition in
1: oh. the beginning. That
2: I was. also liked that there I was totally a little more that. about <laughs> kind of with the enchantress part. Yeah. Um. It also was a thing I never questioned in the animated one, but in the beginning of this, when they show, like, how the Beast and the cast and everything became like that, I was like, so this Enchantress just rolls in and, like, curses everybody? Like, I guess maybe she sort of had seen, noticed that the Beast was a huge asshole, and but it sort of felt because everything is more real, because it's, you know, real people and stuff, like, it makes me think more about why is this happening and question and it, it it sort of was like in the original one she just is sort of the curse of this you know and that's why the movie's happening but you never really know like why or what happens with her or and i kind of like that she was sort of more of a character in this it gave you more a story of it still doesn't really say like okay why is she? She's still just she rolling s- out. There yeah,
1: <laughs> but you get the idea that she had an eye. She right. had her eye on right. the prince. Right. Clearly, this, she's like, more of
2: a character that's invested in this storyline, and she's still watching it. You know, all the way until the end.
1: And you get why Beast goes turns into this kind of prince before he's a right. beast. Exactly. He's, he's not just yeah. like entitled. It's it's like he's sort of twisted to become right. By like his he's father. clearly
2: sort of an abused child.
1: Okay, so that brings me to my highest praise for the movie and why I think it's a good movie, which is that the relationship between Beauty and Beast really works. To me, that's the best part of the movie. In the animated movie, uh, a lot has been said about how lovable the Beast is, how the animation makes his facial movements like very human despite being grotesque. You love Beast in that movie. And I thought, I'm, I'm it's unlikely that I'm going to like this Beast as much, but I thought he had like such a good development from unlikable dark character to starting to understand him and why he was to see him respond to the kindness that bell shows him to see bell respond to the kindness that b shows her that for me worked really well that was organic so the central story that this movie has to do i thought did really well so i think we'll look back later and that part's going to hold up after we've forgotten about the cgi be our guest or whatever we're going to look back and go emma watson dan stevens had a thing, like it was. I thought that it was working. I, I felt I agree. moved by seeing them start to like each other and be kind to each other.
3: That's that's why I feel like when we got to something there, I started to feel more invested mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, because sure. because I also I thought he was great, and I thought and also the part what,
2: where he hits her with the snowball that oh, was hilarious. So good, yeah. so really fun. <laughs>
3: She's just full, laid out, just <laughs> yeah.
1: done. We were watching an interview with Emma Watson where she just had to take snowballs in the face over and over until they got the oh shot. Oh my gosh! So really? she is literally Emma Watson getting hit with literal snowballs <laughs> in the face. Emma
3: uh, I, I I thought, and when when you were talking earlier, and I, I I wasn't making it try. I wasn't trying to make it sound like you were interrupting me. I had a thought about how my praise was going to be, and it ended up in my head being that. It was like the original, which is that I, I, I thought he, I thought he sounded a lot beast. like the Beast yeah. in the original mm-hmm. movie, and that's I think part of why I liked Although, it. They
2: did something to his voice, do, right? That's amazing. oh, they definitely yeah. deepened yeah.
3: it. I, I
0: did yeah. wish that they had maybe. Uh, it, it seems like it was a little inconsistent about his singing voice, though. Like it felt like sometimes he had like a very normal, like it sounded like his normal singing voice, like just Dan Stevens. And then there was times where it sounded like he was putting on a touch of the Beast voice, but it wasn't like, like, it seemed like song to song. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. incredibly consistent between I mean, them. Like, I, I was almost like, I kind of want him to sing more like the Beast, and then, like, he kind of, like, sometimes a sounded, little bit, but, but like, was, it was kind of off and on. is like there
3: just the one song, though? Well, he, well, sings, he in, sings a little bit. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm trying to think of the one It's either in something there or
0: It's the beast,
3: something there. It's definitely
2: something there because it's basically a duet. That song is a duet. Like, Belle sings, and then yeah, he sings, right. and then...
1: One great move is they make Dan Stevens sing with the teeth in his mouth. Oh, they so do? So you can hear the kind of lisp that, that Beast has trying to sing yeah. through this
0: Also, can we meal? just
2: talk for a second about how Dan Stevens is super attractive, but I don't... He's a
1: handsome man.
0: But
2: it's <laughs> I mean, not that just well, that he's, like, a handsome man. Like, I don't know why
0: he's I mean, very he's... attractive,
2: but he's very attractive.
0: He's an, a sexy English bloke, and... I don't think you can. I, so. I mean,
3: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's. He, he ain't fugly, but I mean, I don't know. I was just like, okay.
2: I know, but that's my point. Is like he. I feel like objectively, not he, like he's ugly or unattractive, but objectively, he's just like. He's, I think he's he, a he's pretty good
0: looking guy. guy like tr- traditionally but watching, handsome.
2: When I was watching, um, the *Downton Creed. Abbey*, I was just like, *Downtown*. Yes.
0: *Downtown Arby's*. <laughs>
1: I would eat a beef and I cheddar. If you handed there. it to me now, I would eat it in front of you, in your presence. Dude, I also Arby's is that. great. <laughs> so, to me, You're that listening to a, the Arby's cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wait, 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 wait. I have to finish it. All right, okay. I, uh, I think that, that proves another success of this movie and the original animated movie, which is that when Beast is turned into a human, you're happy that it happened, but you don't like him more. No. no you miss no. Beast Neither does Emma in Watson. In both cases. Yeah, right? and they Neither do does a, a, that's a great that's joke. A, joke and it's such yeah. a good joke that Emma Watson kinda misses Beast. Yeah. That shows you what the filmmakers did in making you love him and what Dan, yeah. you know, Stevens does in making yeah. you care about him as Beast. That's a win. That's a huge yeah. win. Also
2: his hair's real bad when he's a human.
1: That's true. It's not great.
3: <laughs> I the only thing I was gonna say was uh that of, of all the characters, and especially toward the beginning of the movie with everything with Bill and feeling like, okay, I'm not feeling a whole lot here, he was he, he was one of my favorite characters yeah. in the movie as far as being like, I, f- I feel something from him, yes. I feel like you know the he's whole a real time character, the and yeah, I'm interested in him. Yeah, He does
0: a very good job in a character that could easily be not that interesting and kind of like...
2: Dan and I have seen other people act... As the beast in other situations,
0: not great, not as good. Uh, but yeah, it, it could. It's a, it's an easy we'll it's an easy role to just play very straight and not with much heart. And I think he plays it very well uh, and does a very good job for, to make you root for that relationship. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I think that's absolutely um, a, a really strong part of the movie. And I think uh, you know it's true. Like I think like be, as you get more invested in that relationship, it makes the movie a little bit more. You know, I don't want to say salvageable. That makes it sound like it's awful, but and I feel like I, you're more invested. Dan yeah, hated it. I, I really didn't. <laughs> I, I don't. I again, I stand by my statement that it's very hard for me to evaluate this. With any, right. there's no way to. I know everything's subjective. You know, I, and we we make that very clear on this podcast that we're just saying what we like and whatever, and we know that it's not you know the objective truth. I don't really think there is with movies, you know, or any media, but it's even harder than normal in this case because it's so deeply t- rooted to nostalgia and the way yeah. that I care about the movie initially and this movie being a part of my childhood so much. It's it's so hard to evaluate it. Um, and I think the things that end up sticking out more are, are maybe the negative things just because it's like, oh, that's the thing that's not as good as the old version. <laughs> right. So I, I get that. But I also think that it makes me give it a pass in a lot of ways, like where I'm just like, well, it was still Beauty and the Beast, and I love Beauty and the Beast, you know, and okay. and I think they got enough of the things really right to not because I think I could have easily been like, well, they really screwed that thing up, and like but that's s- how I felt the
1: first thirty minutes. Yeah, but <laughs> central among those to me is the relationship yeah, between Beauty absolutely. and Beast, those and I things, think they that nailed has it. to work, and they nailed that. I think they maybe did. They,
0: I think they at least get, get as good of a get version in the ninety one, if not better. If not better, absolutely. High five across the table.
3: You know what? I think they did really well. It's just a little thing. Is when he turns into a human, that little, the little like swirly light thing, mm. you know, where he turns in the sure. yellow yeah, sure. light stuff. Yeah. I thought like just CGI wise and everything that looked very good. It, and it looked a lot. I mean, it looked a lot like the original one, but I thought it was done very well. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, I agree.
2: The Dan and I. If I could speak for both of us sure are both sort of <laughs> of the type of person that 's like we were talking about like oh, this is at all like the original one, we like it, but I think a lot of people more I think we 're in the minority, I think more people are of the mind that are like it 's not this, as good as the original if this isn 't good, right. then i 'm going to be harder, even harder yes. on it because i 'm comparing it to the original. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot, pretty much all the uh, other people that I know that have seen this that also really love Beauty and the Beast, really liked it. And Mm -hmm. so I think that Dan and I maybe aren't a very good barometer of that measurement because we're more on the side of like, oh, if it's at all like it, then we're pretty much on board. Um, But I think most people are more like, you know, if it's not actually really good and, you know, compared to the original one. Then we're not gonna like it. And I haven't really heard anybody no. I personally know. I think it's say generally like people
0: that. generally are enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it's done really well and stuff. I, I do wanna, we didn't mention this when we were talking, because we did kind of close the door on the music discussion with it. But I do wanna point out that uh, I think most of the songs aren't quite up to the performances in the original movie. Like, in a lot of the cases, I don't know if they're quite, I like them quite as much. The, the, the major exception for me was Gaston. Yeah. And I thought that scene was amazing. Yeah. Like, it was my favorite musical performance in the whole movie. I thought they... Which, that scene has a ton to live up to, like, yeah. for me, because I love that scene in the movie. And that was... It, they made it so funny. Like, I think Josh Gad is so good in this. He did such a good job. There's a lot of, you know, like, those clickbait articles about the him being the first gay Disney character, whatever. Yeah. Like... Which uh, I honestly
3: expected there to be more, and I was like it was, waiting for
2: the right. moment, and then it was, it was just like very, at the end there, I was like, was I was, that yeah, what it was, was very. No, I, they meant more. This it was to a Dan, conscious. But what, right. what the what the actual thing was that all those clickbait clickbait articles were based on was that he's the f- them talking about this movie. He's the first openly gay disney character in the sense that the actors and everyone talk like said that he is gay yeah like, like yeah. in a interview in an interview or something but not Josh necessarily Gatt in the movie said is, like uh, it's, this it's character said. is gay essentially right, right. Yeah. It's so not, not like done, he does a, yeah. something really no. right, like yeah. to indicate that especially in the movie but and we were that, discussing that,
0: that there have been many many the, gay disney right, dan characters. thinks all
2: <laughs> disney villains are gay sebastian
0: well, I'm just kidding. He's just a crab. <laughs> Give him a break. He did, I I don't think you can make any judgment on him.
3: You said he was
0: here be. or there. Uh, that's enough to say. No. So, no. Sebastian that winner. was going to be my... Uh, I said Jafar was the first one that popped in my head.
3: Um, <laughs> but... Jafar, Jafar, uh, <laughs> Jafar. <Jiklose>. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Gaston was the, that song. I was gonna bring that up yeah, too because yeah, uh, awesome. they
2: changed some of the lyrics of that song. The, right? It didn't. I seem don't know if they changed exactly,
3: any or if they just added added some, new
2: ones. Because there, it was not this exactly the same as the original. There are lyrics version. missing.
1: There's a slight reprise in the animated version. Once, uh, I think it's once the dad comes back in. Sort of going, there's a beast, there's a beast, and then they make fun of him. And then there's the whole, like, harmless crackpots line, and that wasn't that wasn't in this movie. So mm-hmm. there's some alteration in lyrics, mm-hmm. but the heart of it was totally there yeah. and really yeah. well done. I, I thought that that, the, that was great. I
2: didn't really notice anything especially yeah. different in any of the other songs, but for some reason in Gaston's song, I felt like there were a couple line, yeah, lyrics that they changed. there's definitely
0: a couple different... I was trying to remember, there's one specific... Uh, series of lines that what I... what it is I, without I, hearing yeah. it, but yeah. Uh, I, I, no, I, I
2: wasn't mad about it. It still worked really the well. The only thing I didn't
3: really like so much in the whole thing, which I thought that they did that very well, and I was... I enjoyed it a lot and thought that it was, pro- like you said, probably one of the best ones that they did in the movie. Although, again, it did make me feel like I just want to go watch the original <laughs> one again. But... The little joke at the end about him spelling Gaston.
2: You didn't like it? I don't
3: know. It just, like, I liked to, it. To me, I don't know. It was just like... It was like one new joke in the movie, you know?
2: Yeah. I don't also, know. I just it's, didn't think it, it I think didn't land very well I feel with like they me. tried to know. add in things that made it more historically accurate to, like, provincial France during that time period. Yeah. That he probably was super literate. Well, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that the, the joke, the foundation of the joke is bad. I it just didn't hit yeah,
2: for it. Yeah. I love so, that when sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you I, go ahead. I was just gonna say one more thing about that song. Well I, I love I, the part where he like picks up yeah. the food. Yeah. He like, picks up the girl and <laughs> yeah. then he the picks because the rest of it, it, <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. it yeah. Yeah. the rest of it um was very sort of realistic in the sense that, like, you wouldn't have to be a cartoon to do any of that. Whereas, like, in the animated version of that song, he, like, when he does the eggs line, doesn't he swallow, like, through, like, however many eggs? And, like, clearly a real person couldn't do that but I felt like unless, that
3: unless they wanted to make it super ridiculous so like CGI, right. but yeah, I felt like yeah.
2: that him picking up lafu and the girl added more of that sort yeah, of like yeah, yeah. ridiculous cartoony nature was, to that number it was a great moment <laughs> I, the
0: the particular there's a few different lyric changes oh, but the I one particularly that popped in my head when we were talking about that was who has brains like Gaston entertains like Gaston who can make up these endless oh yeah yeah, that was great it was great, <laughs> yeah. it was great yeah. but I, I, I was really like that it. is Yeah, I was like, "That's really cute because it's very like self-referential and stuff like that." I liked
2: it. Uh, I wasn't saying that that was bad that that song was changed. I just that that was the only one that I noticed was different, but I still really liked it a lot. I laughed at
3: that quite a bit.
1: So every time I come on your podcast, I'm always sharing my religious opinions, you know. And (laughs) as as a a resident Christian, I always want to like share those thoughts. So tell us what you think. Well, so with uh, Josh Gad's LaFue character. Like I just guarantee that Middle America right now is losing their shit about the fact that Disney is foisting their gay agenda on children. right? <laughs> gay agenda. guarantee it their gay agenda, right? which I don't personally have a problem with. Great. Put it out there. Let people see yeah. that it was handled, your gay personally. It was handled in a very just subtle, understated. Yeah. If that's who you are, do you remember that in the song? It's like "Be Free." Yeah, like the the woman singer. You know, Yeah.
2: The, at the end where right. it's like the three guys and she dresses them as girls. She dresses and the, and the one, one guy, guy like likes it, yeah.
1: and she's like, "Great, yeah. go forth!" Yeah. Right? It's very it's very subtle. But either way, you could say Disney is pushing its like dark gay agenda. And I I have <laughs> I have family members, I guarantee it, who. Who would spot that, and that would be the only thing they know about this movie—the only Will talking they be point. To
2: this podcast?
1: Probably not. <laughs> but that would be the only—that right, would be the only on. call point out of a movie that has lots of great, great thoughts. And we would focus on Disney as being this, like, having this this agenda. But a couple things I want to point out. First of all, other Disney movies, Cinderella. The the main point of that movie. Have courage, be kind. Find your strength and do it with kindness. It says it like five times in that movie, right? Find a way to be fearless and do it with kindness. And then um, this movie, an interesting point just for all of my super judgy Christian brothers and sisters. If you remember her one ally in the town, do you remember who it is? The library owner? Mm -hmm. Who's like this black man who never joins in on the mob. Do you remember? He's always like, this mob is out of control. Isn't he...
3: Part of the clergy. Yeah, he's
2: part he's, of the clergy. He's like yeah. the yeah. local priest or yeah. so parishioner just for the
1: what I just want my my people, my my religious people, just notice like yeah. that's awesome too, right? Yeah. The the administrators of like learning and books and literature who support Bell when the whole town is small minded and doesn't. Right. That's church. So see that too. Love Disney for that yeah. also, right? And The one guy the... that reads is the guy that's accepting. Right. <laughs> that's exactly why And he happens to be a church person. But, Middle America's gonna miss it and they're gonna go, this yes. movie with its gay agenda. And well, I'm like, just... Eh, it made $170 million this week and I think there's
0: plenty of Middle also, America just that the fact actually that that went up. Sure. There's lots things <laughs> where
2: the one priest in the town is like the bad guy, right? Like... Just to the other extreme. That does happen. Right, so I'm saying like the fact that they purposefully made this one guy who's like, like you said, like the guy that is helping Belle and is the one that's providing like like books and and, 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 and yeah, open-minded learning, not scolding her for teaching a little girl to read, um, which I thought was also an interesting addition that I liked about we don't
0: want them to get ideas. (laughs)
2: Um... Like, so that's just, I was just, that was adding to your point where it's not only that they, you know, Did that, but also they made a character that in a lot of things might be sort of the targeted villain um, a lot of times, like if it's like the closed-minded priest of the town. But in this case, he's like the open-minded person in the town.
1: And he was not caricaturely drawn. Just like the gay character was not drawn with too heavy of a hand. It was Mm -hmm. all like very gentle and subtle, and that's what I want in my storytelling, because that's what characters and people are like. Yeah. Agreed.
2: They did a good job.
1: Yeah. Theological points, check. <laughs> hit. I hit him.
3: Are we
2: going to talk about auto-tuning? Are we yeah. going to
1: talk about Emma you know? Watson as Belle?
2: Yeah. We have lots of things. I have, like, several more things to talk about, so get comfortable, folks. This is going to be a two-hour podcast. Settle in. <laughs> oh,
1: <boy. laughs> Refresh your beverages, folks. Emma Watson as Belle. What do you think? What uh, do you guys like? She's fine. She's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think she's... I think Emma Watson, period, is fine. I I don't think she is a particularly interesting actress, uh, at least not ever in any of the things. I think she has potential to do interesting roles, but she was supposed to be the, the, the female lead of La La Land, and then I think really? she dropped out to do this. Or I'm not sure exactly yeah. how that worked, but uh, I, I think that worked out well for Emma Stone. So If uh,
2: if, any, if I was already going to do another thing and then somebody was like, do you want to be a Beauty and the Beast? I'd be yeah. like, yep, whatever the other well, thing is, I'm out.
0: But I, I think, and she's, a, you know, she was great as Hermione. I mean, like, but I I don't think that she particularly, and she doesn't, I mean, like, her singing voice is very pleasant, but not, Well, like, they said,
2: but I think they said in my, the... Um, in the sort of little documentary thing that was shown before our screening, didn't they say that this is the first time both her and Dan Stevens yeah. have done a musical performance? Yeah, and Dan Stevens time? comes
0: across a little bit better in this, I think.
2: But they, but does. both of those people are not really like singers in the sense that they had really been no. in a musical ever before.
3: Well, but I, and I'm not saying that he wasn't maybe, but to me, his voice sounded less auto-tuned than hers did.
0: Yeah, it sounded like she definitely had a little bit more uh I mean oh. she doesn't she doesn't sound like Lil john or anything like that. Like yeah. I mean I, <laughs> No, but
2: I didn't even notice
0: T-pain. I didn't <laughs> not <t-pain. laughs> notice T-pain. or genre. use the word auto t-pain. I
1: didn't notice either, actually.
3: Really? I didn't notice yeah. auto t-pain. No, it just, I mean, it's 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 well, well, cuz it's not airbrush. It's, it's, it's not, not it's not done over the top no, like no. T Pain.
0: No, it's not T Pain. But
3: but but to me, it was very much like wow, that note sounds super clean, yeah. and you know, like where someone's voice much more naturally would have you know kind of a a roughness to it. Yeah, I think that. They- and but but my point is just, I guess I'm just throwing the question out there as this will be something we'll see probably more often. Is would it be better? To yes. have somebody else <laughs> who can sing. That not is, saying that she's that an awful famous. singer, but just some another singer do the singing parts, yeah. which is historically has been done a Oh, whole you need to still
2: have her as the lead she but is Belle. Yeah, yeah. Do the singing parts. I, feel like, done, I feel that like or that's done, that was like, done a whole lot. I know, but I feel like that's like looked existed. down upon sort of now. Yeah. Why?
3: Uh, I mean, because I, I get it. I get it. It's not that this.
2: I don't know. But I feel like that's not... People don't really accept that anymore as, like, an okay thing to do.
0: Even if that's not the case, let's say we don't do that, right? Like, let's say we don't separate those, you know, let's not... We don't do a Danny Elfman as Jack Skellington kind of thing. Uh,
2: Which was stupid, because Danny Elfman would have been great.
0: I think his voice, his speaking voice, would have been spectacular. Yeah. it's like Because he has a, you know, like, we've talked about that before, but yeah. Yeah. Jack's speaking voice is one of, for me, the weakest parts about it. Night before Christmas. It's not. I don't think it fits him as well as a singing voice. But uh, let's say. But that, I'm
3: glad that they did
0: have Danny Elfman Yeah, it was. Awesome. Yes, he's spectacular. We No, we mean I mean. right. I know Brother it's the opposite. Yeah. It. Right, but I know I get it. I, in that case, that's great, and it worked out and stuff. But I think generally that's not going to happen very often, and they're probably not going to. You know, most celebrities that are going to be in these are going to want to use their own singing voice and that's an opportunity for them to do that. And Emma Watson's totally fine. Uh, I don't think she, there's anything wrong with that, you know, like... She's great. She's fine. Uh,
1: I cannot crap on her. I'm like a professional musician. We're going to literally men, take it down. I'm fun. getting all sensitive on her behalf.
2: No. is she awesome. Thought, she's totally fine. I also fine. thought she was great.
0: My, 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 only, my ultimate point is that I think it's worth I wish that they would look more into casting someone that's less known.
2: Dan always thinks that about everything. What? I mean, I didn't mean that as a bad thing. I mean, this is an opinion that I feel like you've expressed before, where you, for especially for, like, um, things that involve singing and that kind of thing, where you wish that people, like, they wouldn't just cast someone famous, but they would find somebody that was really right for the role and cast them and not just cast someone because they were like a famous.
0: That's the thing. There's, I guess I feel like there's so many wonderful, like Broadway actors that could do the role very well, but they're looking more as at it. Like, Oh, if we put Emma Watson in this, that means that we're going to make 10 more million dollars the first weekend. I think that's how they're looking at it. That it's much more marketable to put Emma Emma Watson in it than a random person. Like, you know, like, I mean, I mean that's true. I mean, like, you got
2: Beauty and the Beast. Everybody loves it. You got Emma Watson. Everybody loves her. Like right, nobody's no, gonna not it's, see that movie. It's
0: totally smart from that perspective. I wish that they would. You know, again, I think she does a very fine job. There's nothing wrong with the performance. She's awesome. She's she's <laughs> yeah she's good. Uh, but
2: <laughs> come back and talk about how awesome she is. But was. I
0: don't I don't think that she necessarily did a better job than. Right. You know. What could have been? What you know, like there's so many people that would have done. Uh, you know, I think maybe had she, she has a very, it's a very good traditional voice. Like it's it's very it's totally solid. I, I, but it wasn't some. It wasn't a voice that moved me, in any way. It was a very. I thought it was a very nice voice. Um, who
2: was the, um, the, the person who did Belle's voice in the original one? Paige O'Hara. I'm not sure. Paige O'Hara. Paige yeah. O'Hara. Paige O'Hara. Right. I don't I Catherine? I never Broadway. Broadway Broadway I I never really like from original Disney movies I never really like remember or know any of the Well they weren't names. famous.
0: Uh it was Lion King was kind of the first like real one where they cast super well-known actors. Uh yeah, cuz I'm thinking, well, actually I guess it was Genie. Genie in Aladdin was kind of the big precedent for that. Oh, was yeah. they like really having Robin Williams in it was the thing that kind of seemed to change the game for that. Like cuz uh Because then after that, you had... I mean, if you think about it before, like, um, I mean, now, if you make Little Mermaid, like, you're going to cast, you know, Ariel and Eric as... You know, it's going to be Ryan Gosling and, you know, Emma Stone. Like, that's what, like, it is.
2: I'm not mad about Emma Stone as Ariel. But they were, they were total. There
0: there wasn't anyone, you know, well known at that point. Um, And same thing with Beauty and the Beast. But it was, it was really, like, for me, like, I'm pretty sure, like, Lion King was the one that came out after Robin Williams happened and then every. Main actor was famous in every single Disney movie after that because then you had you know because Lion King was like stacked top to bottom. J T T. You know, Matthew Broderick. J T T. Yeah, pocahontas. you know. Pocahontas. The, pocahontas. But J T T. Did not Do his singing? Pocahontas,
2: didn't? pocahontas
0: is. I mean, because it had Mel Gibson, obviously oh, was the was John Smith and stuff. But was She's was pocahontas, pocahontas, pocahontas the the actress that played Pocahontas a well known? I don't think it was. She was a well known actress, but. But generally, almost all the main roles, you know. Uh,
2: did JTT didn't do the singing, right? No, he didn't. So there you go.
0: But An yeah. example of sorry. Oh,
2: example of the w- yes, when yes. they let, did, would do the voice and the singing. Let voices. Cameron
0: say his piece about Emma Watson because I we don't want I'm, to sit here slagging I think I'm her more, off. Because I don't think we are, but I'm. Just, I
2: think I'm more on the Cameron side than the you guys side. I really liked her, and not just because she was Emma Watson. I don't think.
1: My piece on Emma Watson is. When the movie opened, I thought, there's the actress Emma Watson on a set of a CGI musical singing a song from a beloved animated film that I know, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, there's Emma Watson for quite quite a way through the movie, probably a third or a half. Somewhere around the halfway mark, she became Belle, and I enjoyed her singing the whole time. Like, for some reason, I'm sensitive about that. I'm just like, stop... We're like, we're sort of objectifying her voice or something, and even though I'm, that's what I do for a living, maybe especially because of that, but wouldn't, wouldn't it seem like I would be more judgmental, like, oh, I don't know about that, no. Emma Watson being like no. a, you know. No. I don't think so. I, I think feel like I I think I'm kind of sensitive
2: it. about it because I would like to think that if I was in a movie where I had to sing, people wouldn't be like, oh, she's fine, but she's a garbage singer and no. we want someone else.
0: I think the, the, the way that I always think of it is like, if you hear someone criticizing a really good voice with, she absolutely has uh and you you know want to it doesn't make you feel good about yourself when you hear someone criticizing a great voice that you're like no that's a really good voice like, but right they're on, better than what me? am i, I, yeah, yeah, how I no i, I totally no. no that but that's not i mean that's not really the way that i feel like i'm speaking about you know I, I i think like you know i i think she is she there's no question she has a beautiful voice it's just i mean there is kind of like a produced aspect of it there's no question about that and they probably you know they touched her up a little bit i think, uh, I think there's a tone to it dan
2: but. kind of is sort of sensitive on the other side And you can correct me if this is wrong on the other side where he's like this sort of like casting people just because they're famous thing versus casting someone that you know it's like okay well yeah she's a good singer like that's she's great she's better than me Um, I mean, not that that's saying much, but, like, she, it's, it's not that she's not questioning that she's, like, a good or not good singer, it's that, you know, they cast her, who is, she's a good actor and a good singer, but, like, they may, maybe could have cast someone else that would have been even better for the role... But they didn't because whoever that person is isn't like a major famous person that would. I think agreed, right is agreed. that is that kind yeah, of what... Totally. yeah,
0: and that's why I really appreciated like you know when when they did the fan of the opera adaptation like Emmy Rossum wasn't like a really well known like she wasn't like she's pretty famous now because she's been in a lot of stuff since yeah. then but when she came like no, when she, she was it no was, like, one knew with Emmy Rossum she and saying. she was like really good like you like this is like that she's an amazing singer and like now she's not even really known for being like a like a singer anymore like she doesn't like really sing in anything like that i've seen like she's in shameless and stuff like that but like um but yeah i kind of like that perspective on things and well i guess uh gerard butler wasn't really famous at that point either was he that was pre-300 as well it's so weird like that <laughs> you forget that that's Gerard Butler yeah. and he's an amazing singer yeah. like uh but yeah that's the thing like I wish they were casting more for um just I I just want them to cast with the intention of the best part like the best person for that part instead of you know what makes the most money which I think And I see you know, that. I, think I think you're right about but, that. But they did a fine job. There's no I think the cast is very
3: solid all right. What other but songs? I'm saying I don't know think she's I think she's, right. I think she's at least I'm not saying she's bad no I'm, I'm not trying to assert that I'm the, just Adam, saying they probably
2: wouldn't have done it I'm if just she saying was bad.
3: no I know I'm just saying it has been touched up so it's like I feel like I can't tell right
2: honestly I had no idea it had even been touched up it, I didn't I, even notice that
3: but I think
0: well every one of them have been right like they've all been touched right. up I mean Hers yes, is like, kind in of like that a bit sense, more but... of a, a a tone thing it did sound like it was like,
2: <laughs> how much? What other things has Luke so clean? That's what it harvest? is
0: like. Singing things?
2: J- no, just anything. Like he's super familiar, but I.
0: The Hobbit. He's barred. Oh um, right, right. But yeah, um, that's it. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah. Where he sang a lot: The yeah. Hobbit, The Musical. Yeah. No, I. Because I...
2: he's a really good singer.
0: Yeah, he was good. Uh, no, I. I think everyone was like, a really solid, I mean, all yeah. the, I, I was impressed with him, it wasn't, like, you know, like, uh there are, there's been some musicals, that were, like, you know, like, I want to, po- you know, like, point out, like, something like Sweeney Todd, which is a little bit more, like, you picked the cast you wanted, and they happened to sing okay. Yeah. Like, that's, like, more of, like, that's what they did, but it also doesn't feel, like,
3: produced at all, like, like, like that's just how they like, say. Well, it. John- it's also kind of part of the tone of the movie. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like it, it, fit, yeah. it fits it more. Like London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Johnny
0: Depp's voice is not particularly incredible or anything, yeah. but it's it fits that for, part yeah. quite a bit. Same like Helena Bonham Carter. Totally. Like mm. her voice isn't like I mean like a you know a staggering voice or anything, but. That really fits that part very well. Um, I guess I
2: didn't even realize she was the fairy godmother in Cinderella because I haven't seen it or I don't know anything about it.
1: You guys need to see Cinderella live action.
2: Next podcast. All I have to say. Cinderella.
1: I'll have to check that out.
3: I
2: saw it. (laughs) Boop, boop.
3: So
0: is the next one that's coming out Mulan, the next remake? Live action? Yeah, I want to say Mulan's the next one. And then Aladdin has been discussed, but I don't know if they've cast it yet.
3: Are
0: they gonna bring Eddie Murphy back? I don't that's know. Gonna, like, oh, and then yeah, Lion King like, think about Lion King? Lion King. Lion King's <laughs> the uh, next one and Christine
3: Aguilar. well they
0: definitely got James Earl Jones back for um
2: Thanks, for guys. Lion
0: King. But they haven't said and then Donald Glover is Simba. Uh, I don't know if he's young and old Simba. Yeah, good or because he has kind of a voice that could maybe do both straddle yeah. both sides if he did it the right way. But Simone and,
2: and Pumba is Dan and Cameron.
0: <laughs> I'll do it we can do we it I'm in you yeah, do it? let's do it, yeah. <laughs> it. alright
2: alright all right, you're hearing it here first get
0: Favreau on the horn <laughs> um, I think that I'm, I'm excited about that movie I think that'll be cool yeah. um, but hopefully they get Jeremy Irons in. I want, oh, they, yeah. they need Jeremy Irons in that uh, Matthew Broderick I don't care um, <laughs> all I was
3: going to say about Cinderella is that I think I remember enjoying it but like
2: <laughs> but you were super drunk
3: no, yeah. <laughs> I get trashed and saw Cinderella. Um, no, I just, uh, for me, I don't remember. I, I just, I, it's like not like, oh, I want to go watch it again, you know?
2: Have you seen the Cinderella think... with Brandy?
1: No. They make Cinderella all the time. Yeah. In all sorts of different forms. I think it was made this for TV. was my TV. Mm-hmm. Didn't we go on my birthday? Didn't you and I go to Roadhouse for my birthday?
3: That's quite
2: possible. T-
1: I was
3: just telling the story the other day about how I'm, I'm terrible at remembering who I see movies with.
1: <laughs> if you want to know what I do on my birthday, <laughs> it's go with my brother and my friend to see Cinderella.
2: I think that sounds like a great birthday. Which was dude, I'm also, the most like, hopelessly romantic movie, person,
1: dude.
3: Couple bros today seeing Beauty and the Beast. I know,
1: I know. I think... Well, spe- uh, oh, sorry. No. Well, speaking of which, my favorite moment from this whole movie... Was, I think it's around the time of the song Something There. I don't remember if it's within the space of that song. But they're walking on the bridge, and she's got a book, and he's just sort of bumbling along like yeah. he is, a little bit too big, a little bit too oafish, And she's wearing some just sort of plain but beautiful dress from the period, and she's reading literature. And I was just like, this is the life I want. Because yeah. I'm just a big bumbling dude, and I want to walk on a bridge next to a girl who's like trying to enlighten me into the ways of literature. So that, that. And then he, he like, me. likes
2: it. Like she stops and then he's like, wait, is there more? Is there, and there more? Then she reads and she's more. like, there's so yeah. much more, you know? And so, then he's like, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. Because he's looking at his estate. Because mm-hmm. before he was always like, and, so and that didn't, did like, come across as, as
1: cheesy, actually. Yeah. I no, thought that was just no, really I, no, I thought,
2: simple. I um, also really like that part a lot. Yes.
3: Good job beating the beast.
2: Good job. Killing it! That's
3: what I'm saying. That's the point in the movie where it starts turning around for me. Where, yep. like, I start caring about things.
2: And he, he seems to be fairly, like, they have that whole thing about how he had an expensive education and stuff. It's not yeah. that he, like, doesn't, hasn't already read all those things, but, like, experience in, experiencing it with her and she's the one reading it. And they're, you know, he's doing it together and seeing everything through this new, like, lens of of her and how she's seeing it. Yeah. Um the lens of love.
1: so my my take on this movie
3: whether you wanted to or not (laughs) (laughs) pretty
1: much my take on this movie if I were to go into my Siskel and Ebert like moment is that this is like a can't fail Disney movie with a big actress uh and it's gonna be likable no matter what it's got all the songs to me it's like a little heavy with songs personally but uh what starts as just a CGI Broadway musical somewhere in the middle catches you unawares and you realize that you like every character, you believe every character, and you you believe this love story. So somewhere in the middle it transcends what it started. All the judgments you had when it starts, it wins you over. And to me that's a that's a win overall. So I give it a thumb a thumbs up. That's my that's Cameron's uh, opinion on the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: I, uh, just wanted to add one more thing. Another thing I really liked about it, um, were sort of some of the more subtle, um, I don't know if you'd call it shots, but there was like some references to the original and then, so two specific things that I can think of are, so a lot of the, like we've said before, a lot of it is pretty similar to the original movie, right? Like a lot of the beats are the same, some of the shots are exactly the same, um, but one of the things that I really liked is even when the shots weren't exactly the same because they were kind of, you know, expanding the storyline or however they were doing it, they still referenced really significant shots that were in the original. Uh, one specifically that I can remember right now is um, the part where uh, Gaston and Beast are, like, fighting on the oh, rooftop man. at the end. And um, in, the, in the original one, Gaston, like, breaks off, like, a, a horn or something yep. from a... Um, Gargoyle gargoyle. and, like, is, you know, gonna try and hit the Beast with it, and the Beast, like, grabs his hand and stops him, and it was sort of in a different, con. it was still during that same overall scene of them fighting, but it was sort of in a different context, and it was, like, a different piece of architecture, but then they very clearly, like, referenced that specific scene where, Mm -hmm. like, Gaston, like, Mm -hmm. has this piece of pillar or whatever, and is, like, gonna try and hit Beast with it, and Beast, like, grabs his arm, and I just like that even though they weren't doing things exactly the same, they were like, okay, these are really specific moments that people probably will remember and we're going to reference that. Um, and then the other thing I liked was just, I feel like there was a lot of little touches that maybe wouldn't, if you didn't notice them at all, it like doesn't matter. But like one of the things was uh, during the fight scene at the end where all the castle residents who are still furniture are fighting the townspeople and um That song was
1: great by Yeah, the way.
2: really good. And the piano, the guy that is the, the Sam piano. Matici? Yeah, but I don't know what's his name and the character's name I Mr. Sure. Piano. Maestro. Like maestro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Ryan was in right, the yeah. Right. <laughs> uh he like shoots the keys out to hit people. Yeah. And then at the end when he becomes yeah. a person again, he's like missing all these teeth. And I just thought that was like a really cool thing that like they didn't have to do that at all and nobody probably would have noticed. But the fact that they did it. Um, you know, sort of meant that they were paying attention to, like, okay, we're going to reference the things that happened during that fight and sort of how the characters are. Like, it's not just, oh, they're magically back to their original selves. It was like everything, they took on everything still physically, even though they were these, you know, objects versus humans. And then that was referenced in when they became humans. And I really liked, there were just a few little things like that that, it's not like those things are super crucial to the movie, but they I notice them, and they make me enjoy the movie more.
4: Yeah.
2: Also, mm. one other thing. <laughs> Before, I feel like we're kind of wrapping up, and so I wanted to get in all the things that I wanted to say. Um, one more thing is the sort of lafu's journey. Like, he, he does this, he has much more of, like, a character arc mm, going yeah. from, like, yeah. bad, like, he's on Gaston's side, and then by then like... he's like holy uh, shit, Gaston's an asshole, and actually, yeah, like, this I'm guy. a decent guy, actually, I'm realizing, and I don't want all these things to happen, yeah, like, I don't, yeah. and then at the very end, in, like, the battle at the end, where he sort of, like, turns sides, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, was like, actually, you know, I think that this is a bad decision, that we're all attacking, you know, these people. And I, I really liked that um, his character had more of like that story arc because yeah. it, it made yeah. his character more interesting line, and
3: likable. Was that line in Kill the Beast in the original one? Like, with one. He said he sang. Uh, I think Basically, the real beast, sure which beast has, beast has be. been. Unleashed. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. was a new thing for That's,
2: sure. That was great. It yeah, was a great style yeah. shift in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I so those were the kinds of things. There were a few things that um, they added because this movie what is a decent amount longer than. So it's like they added some songs and stuff, but they also added these new character stuff to fill out the characters and and sort of create those pieces for characters that weren't there before. And that was one of my favorite things about um, getting to see this live-action one versus... Like, if it was exactly the same, then yeah, why would I really care? I could just watch the original animated one. But I do feel like because of those things, I also would want to watch this one sometimes in addition to still watching yeah. the animated one, right. Like, it gives me a reason to watch, to prefer to watch this in certain situations over the original one.
0: I like that they made that line about ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, yeah. and they'll tell you which team they prefer pre- to be, be on. on. A, a little bit, yeah. like, double <laughs> meaning on that. Of, so
2: the, those, if you look at the credits, those three, like, stooge guys' names are Tom, Tom Dick, and Stanley, <laughs> and then at the end, the one guy... It's like clear that he is also gay, and yeah. him and Lafu like end up dancing together. Right. Yeah, and so they're talking about the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. I like that cute. too. That was cute. Mm-hmm. So one scene that's in so many of these movies, uh, princess movies, especially Princess Bride, is it in that? <laughs> I don't know if it's in that. It's the it's Princess not, it's Diaries. Not in that princess movie. Well, Diaries. Well, just too. just the princess movies. Not. In. I, I'm, I might be out of my depth, and I don't mean to speak with any authority in this, but I'm just <laughs> asking the question. There's a, there's a lot of times a scene where the girl has been getting ready and is in the dress and appears at the top of the stairs. This mm-hmm. is like a movie trope. It, but it's, right, it's yeah. I don't want to say trope, it's an archetype. It's deeper in our psyches than a trope. This idea that she is prepared, she presents herself like all dressed up and ready and comes oh. down and everybody's eyes light up. It's the, the closest male equivalent I can find is like Batman putting the utility belt on or Rambo, like tying the like, mm-hmm. you know, red handkerchief or whatever. We have that guys have that for sure. But I have a, a goddaughter who's three and she will seriously be like, don't come in the room. Like she gets dressed and she comes out and she's like, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> presenting. And she says her own name. And then she like walks That's in the room and we're meant to like, Ooh and ah And she like Starts humming And does a little dance Like Along with her own like humming The she's all that Coming down the stairs yes, In the red dress It's that It's absolutely yeah. So There's something about That archetype That seems embedded In our psyches And I'm wondering If that's a an everybody thing Or if that's a female thing Or or What is that you know? So
2: was your point That in this movie The getting racing Is actually the beast And not Belle
1: No, no it's both of them <laughs> But Because you show the beast Getting ready And he's trying to Psych himself up Mentally, it's showing him, like physically getting prepared, and it's all sort of you know comedy of errors to get him to look good. But it's really about his mental state. Right. But the presentation is her. It's she. You the don't dress. see all of the dress. You just yeah. see parts of the dress until she stands at the top of the stairs, and you get the whole vision all at once. And it was so iconic that it caught me caught my attention. I was just like, this is in so many movies. Yeah. This is hugely important. To I like us. your little you... like metal.
2: Yeah, her pieces, little earpiece. Those were awesome. really cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: I like those I was a lot. Into that.
2: So, is your point that you think that's bad or good, or no, just I, you wanted a, to mention?
1: I wanted to mention it and see if you guys noticed that or if it's.
2: I guess I hadn't really thought about it before, but yeah, that is very obvious. Like major thing that happens where, like, it's like the getting. A lot of times, it's like a montage where they're like picking out their outfit or whatever, and then it's sort of like the reveal. Um, but I mean, I do it's kind of like... like
3: the the wedding thing too, right? Like the, yeah. you see the bride for the first time, similar kind of.
1: So is this somehow, is it anti-feminist to do that? Is it objectifying? Or is there something that's, that's in us that wants that moment? Because it's so common. And is this just saying she dolled herself up and she presented herself as a prize at the top of the stairwell? Or is it deeper than that somehow? We don't I have mean, to answer this now, but I, I, I want to raise think the that question. in...
2: This movie, I don't know about generally, but I think in this movie, they sort of counter any sort of the, like, that prize part, what you just said, by the fact that...
1: She's an ass kicker herself. Like,
2: well, she and she's getting ready, and there's no doubt about that. They show her getting ready, you know, and she's, like, they're putting on her outfit, and, like... But then, they also show Beast, and he, you know, is also, like you said, getting ready in both the physical sense and, like, emotional sense. And I think that sort of balances out the... Like, it's not just, like, she's, like, trying to impress him, right? Because I think the the sort of origin of that trope or archetype mostly is, like, the girl's spending all this time getting ready and then it's, like, she comes out and then the guy's, like, wow, you know? But in this one, he's, like, more worried. She's just, like, getting dressed because... Like, they don't really show much of her... Um, sort of emotional state, or, like, she's not as, like, oh, my God, like, I have to look pretty, and, you know...
3: That's true. They do... Sh- he's is more, like, more oh, my God, like, like, I have to look good. How and... he's feeling, yeah. about how she's feeling. Yeah.
2: So maybe more than a lot of other things, this sort of counters that. It's just, like, the woman is the prize situation, because in this... I, I feel like Belle, as a character, part of why she's so likable is... She's very strong, and I guess this is true of a lot of the Disney princesses, but she's very strong-willed and and has self-confidence, but you don't generally get the idea that she's, like, thinks she's all that, right? Like, she's not like, oh, clearly, I'm just gonna get the beast, he loves me, and I'm the best, and whatever. Um, But she's willing to stand up for herself, and she doesn't doubt herself. You know, not, like, never, but she, you know, she has... Good self-confidence. But also, she isn't just like, everybody loves me, and like the Beast is obviously going to love me, so I don't have to worry about that. It's not that. It's more just that she's just who she is, and she's going to get ready and go out there and, you know... Yep. See what happens, basically. Makes me love her. Yeah. I think that's why her and several other of the Disney princesses are so likable, generally, is that they have, they're strong-minded in that they're going to stand up for themselves, but they don't, they also are vulnerable in certain situations. Like, the, the scene where she's, is talking to Beast, and she's like, I'm actually, you know, also, like, everyone in my village thinks I'm super weird. Like, it's not just like, I'm the greatest, she's like, she clearly knows that, like, she is an outcast as well, but that doesn't as much affect she still, like, has strong principles and knows who she is as a person.
3: It was a little bit of a departure, though, when she murdered that guy.
2: What? With,
1: like, the part with the ice pick?
3: You mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I oh, didn't yeah. I see that coming. Spoiler alert! She just kills everybody. Yeah? Yeah. We don't... Yeah. Don't... That's not true. You should go see <laughs> it. She doesn't murder anybody. Although she did, it'd be for a good reason.
1: I like the movie. I like the podcast. I like all you guys.
2: I like that Gaston gets his comeuppance, but it's like only his own fault. Like the beast doesn't kill him, and Belle doesn't kill him. Yeah, that was,
3: they did a little bit of a shift. The bridge just collapsed. He got greedy.
2: Yeah. Also, it was interesting that they did a gun instead of a... He uses a crossbow. That was throw. an interesting
3: change, too. It's like It wasn't necessary. Well, he also, really.
0: he stabs Beast. Right. right. He's, like, coming yeah. behind him and he, right. like stabs him in the right. side. But also,
2: the generally, in the him. movie, doesn't he use a bow more? He never really... He does, yeah. He, he doesn't he, ever he's use, a like, hunter, a pistol. You
3: know? Maybe it's just easier, like... As far as, like, kind of choreographing that sequence. Not in the sense of, like, they were lazy, but in, like, realistically, how it would pan out, it's mm-hmm. like, he has a gun. He shoots him in the back.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean... I, overall, I still... I still recommend this movie in general. I think I have my trepidations about it, and I still... Uh, you know, one thing I do want to like follow up on really quickly about the way that it looked to me, because I don't think the movie... Looked partic- particularly striking. Um, I thought it was a little bit, just a little cold, and it didn't have a lot. Of, you know, we talked about "Be Our Guest," mm-hmm. you know, uh, stuff like that, and and Belle and the songs, and they they just it doesn't have a great look to it. And I think part of it's the lighting. As it got to, later on, it's more dark, and I think that might have contributed why it looked better. Uh, <laughs> but the brightly lit stuff looked a little dry to me. The one thing that I do want to point out is, so we saw it in IMAX um and the reason that we went to the IMAX is cuz they it was an open frame uh so it wasn't uh 2.4 to 1 uh it was like a 1.8 to 1 mm-hmm. ratio instead so you saw uh, about 25% more you know on the top and bottom and i think that may have contributed to it looking a little bit more like it's a television production. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe closing the frame might have made it look a little better to me. So I kind of am waiting to reserve judgment on that just until I see it in the other, because we went specific because we wanted to see it in the open aspect ratio, but I think it might have made it look a little bit less, uh,
2: because that's not how it's really intended to be seen, like right? It's,
0: it's hard to tell. Uh, more so, yeah. opera exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and uh, I, a I know a lot of people. A lot of people when the Avengers work was coming out, a lot of people kind of mentioned that that it, it looked a little bit because it's a a wider format um, or the, the taller the format. The taller format, yeah. Uh, but a lot of people kind of noticed that it made it look a little bit more. It just didn't look. Uh, as, like, there was, exactly, there wasn't as much money on the screen, it almost looked (laughs) like, you know, but, uh, so I do want to that, but, uh, you know, I, I like the movie, I do, but, like I said, I don't know, it's so hard to evaluate this on its own merits, but... Do you
2: want to talk about where Gaston throws the torch? Oh, yeah.
0: So, I don't know if you guys know this, I, while I was watching it, I saw some people mention this online afterwards, but, uh... But there's a, when, during the mob song, there's a point where he has a torch in his hand and he tosses the torch in the air and then catches again and then throws it at this cart or it's like, yeah, Yeah. yeah.
3: but he
0: just throws it up like six inches in the air and then recatches it the same way, even though it looks like what, like, like, I thought all he did was, (laughs) no, no, it's just that I thought he was like going to flip his grip because he, like, like he was going to throw it overhand, like a javelin. You know, like, oh, that would make sense. That's why you throw it up so you can, you know, grab it a different way. No, he just throws it straight up and then re grabs it and then throws it. It's so <laughs> super unnecessary. I was like, I'm not sure what he's doing.
2: Like watch it the scene cool, online. I mean, or it's for a song. It's at like a yeah. point in the song where it's sort of for emphasis. But they
0: could have made it so he grabbed it like a javelin so then it's like a, a reason for it. But there's no reason why <laughs> he just throws it up in the air and grabs it. I saw somebody
2: say it on Twitter and he was like, I was thinking that exact what thing. That doing? And then he like showed it to me and I was like, I never would have you noticed just tosses it up in <laughs> the air
0: and then re grabs it. It's not like a cool, like he didn't flip it or anything. He just like, it's like, whoop,
2: boop. Maybe, at
3: least it <laughs> wasn't like the pigeon. And uh, you
0: know, the, the, yeah, in Moonraker, the the pigeon double. Maybe it's what, not. What? He's
2: not so. He's not like totally changing his grip to throw, but maybe he's like sort of readjusting was slipping out for of his a hand. better grip. He was feeling and then, a little
0: uncomfortable, and it was just like you know, you got to yeah, change. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, final thoughts. Anyone else? Little... My
2: thoughts are that this movie is great, and okay. you should go see it. Well, there you go. Don't let these naysayers.
0: Tell you otherwise. I
2: mean, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, no, I think we all do.
0: I I have my reservations about it, but uh, overall, I had a good time with it Mm. for sure. There's no question about it.
2: You came out of it and you were feeling good. Yeah, you weren't like that was bad. And I I think I
0: by the end of it, I was fully back on board. Like I I did. I guess I was squirming a bit. Oh wait,
3: the two of them together make you draw you into it. And also there were enough cool departures. Not really, not even like significant departures. Expansions. But just like, yeah, new kind of little backstory and mm-hmm, kind of interesting mm-hmm. tidbits they yeah. add to the characters that make you kind of more feel like it carries things along a little bit more. So.
2: The only thing that I liked less, or I don't know about the only thing, but the one of the things that I liked less than the animated one is that um, Philippe, Mm -hmm. in the animated version, is, like, a really stocky, like, workhorse slash pony, almost.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and in this, he's just, like, a regular horse, which makes sense because actual people are having to ride him, but I love him in the original one. I was just, like, super stocky, and, like, he's adorable, and in this one, he's just, like, a regular horse. That's, like, the only thing that was, like, from the, you know, like, when you, like, the, the... Thing is, when people go to see things that are based on things they really like, they're like, well, that part wasn't in the movie, and that was different, and compared to the book, or whatever.
3: The horses are usually the, the thing only, The horses.
2: only thing that I was like, well, that's not as good as in the original movie was the, because Philippe wasn't as adorable and stocky.
0: So, on the Philippe front, that's the one thing you say nay about. <laughs>
2: Nay, nay, nay,
0: nay! No, no,
2: no! I'm just leaving. Hey. Oh, also, actually, the careful! Fact you're that... gonna
0: get hoarse. You're talking so much here.
2: <laughs> Philippe, no. Philippe,
0: Wait.
2: like they work him real hard. He runs all the way back from the castle, and then she immediately has to ride him all the way back. He doesn't even get a break, you guys. Anyway, that's the only thing. The rest okay. of it, I thought was great, and I loved it, and I give it two thumbs up.
0: All right. Well, we did it, guys. We did it. Almost two hours of talking about Beauty and the Beast. We almost made You're it to welcome. the length of Beauty and the Beast.
2: You are uh, welcome. Yeah. So, uh, we have some other things to say, though. That's the end of Beauty and the Beast. And the sum up is that you should go watch it, and it's great, and don't listen to Dan. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> totally, I hated it. I liked
1: it. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I but, like that you get to the end of your podcast <laughs> and you everyone gets their sum <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: That's Sounds what we're going to call it. it from now on. <laughs> I like it. Coined by uh, Cameron over here. Um, so uh, since Cameron's here, we just want to mention a couple things, which we've actually mentioned before on the podcast. Um, I think it was like the day that it... Out or yeah, we, we mentioned it last yeah, week. Yeah, so Cameron has... Uh, Ryan Hood, Cameron's band, has a new album. Yeah. It's really good, and you guys should check it out. Um, and I'm just hot off the presses. I'm hearing right now that um, if you use the code NERD, you'll get 50% off Yeah,
1: you, you just you buy this album. Yeah, you can get it on our website. It's yeah. easy to find, and uh, we sell it through Bandcamp.
2: It's called yeah. Yearbook.
1: It's called Yearbook, and if you enter the code NERD, all lowercase, you'll get 50% off. Yeah, yeah.
2: so that's exclusive... For you, the listeners of our—I po- don't—is that true? Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> I, it is. So that's you know that's really cool. We've never really had anything exclusive to our podcast before.
0: Well, our thoughts are exclusive. Your thoughts, yeah, yeah. they're worth them.
2: Yeah, but seriously, guys, this album's really good, and you should check it out. And I you like get fifty. It. You who doesn't want fifty percent off? I you do. should get it, even if you hate the album, because it's such a good deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to get a deal, yeah, Like what
3: That's uh, a really good deal. Oh, you, Economically, um, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> also,
2: I just wanted to mention really quick that Cameron um, also has a really cool thing that's going to be this week if you live in Tucson. Um, and oh, Dillinger. Yeah. Do Dill- you want to just say a really? Sure. Quick sure. Thing about so that? yeah.
1: So it's a show called Surrounding Dillinger, which is totally new for Ryan Hood. Um, it's a it's a dance production it's a modern story ballet and uh, this dance company approached ryan hood about doing original music for a dance production and it's the life story of the gangster john dillinger which is sort of he's sort of big in tucson lore because he was captured uh in association with a fire at hotel congress uh so anyway we're we're Doing the live music on stage for this dance show. It's at Stevie Eller Dance Theater, and it runs March 23rd through 26th. Um, I, I love this. This is like a super, profe- excuse me, super professional uh, plug. If I hadn't sort of stumbled over saying professional, <laughs> it would have been like super, totally, professional. Totally, super professional. No,
2: it totally is. Um, I will be there. So this
1: is. It's, it lit up like 20 parts of my brain I didn't know that I had yeah. so I'm co-directing and I co-wrote the show with the uh, the choreographer
2: it seems super
1: cool so I'm super excited yeah. about that so you
2: guys should go see that um, and Cameron just said the dates but I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday of this coming week you can find it on, on ryanhood.com yeah. Yeah. so 23rd
0: through 26 yep. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Tucson definitely check
3: that go out go
2: to see that and uh, we um, do you have anything you want to plug? yeah if
3: you guys want to keep up with what, what I'm doing I'm going to be going to work <laughs> Monday to yeah. Friday, uh, and then um, figure out something on the weekend. If you guys are free, give me a call. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, do, you,
2: do you have a Twitter or anything you want? Do you guys have social medias I, that you want to? It's sometimes
3: I retweet stuff. Um,
0: <laughs> that's kind of what mine is. <laughs> Nerdville is very much the um, only time I'm I ad- post am
3: not like astronaut, you know, but with an atom at the yeah, front. Yeah,
2: that's great. So, uh, do you have a Twitter uh, just
1: Everything is available through RyanHood.com. Yeah, okay. That's where we
0: go. Just go
2: to there and
0: you'll get it. RyanHood.com. ryanhood.com. RyanHood.biz. Do you guys have that one?
2: <laughs> ryanhood.com Not yet.
1: Not yet. We should.
3: Doc.co.jp.
1: <laughs> your, your business suggestions, guys, are really <laughs> yeah. good. I really take them.
2: That's why our podcast is really good. I'm going to buy off. all the
1: ones that are RyanHood but aren't com <laughs> and,
2: and then just, just sit on them and be like,
0: well, <laughs> well, that's the problem, buddy. <laughs> Gonna have to cost. That'll Jeff. be
2: fifty dollars. Well, sit
0: on them more URLs. Money than
2: we have. Uh, um, <laughs> if you want to uh, follow us at Nerd Build um, on anything, it's at Nerd Build Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Nerd Build Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us on um, iTunes if you want to download or subscribe to our podcast or review us, which would be great. And uh, we have a Snapchat, but we never use it, so you probably don't care about that.
0: <laughs> I don't care about it. No, I
2: don't, we literally have never. Have we posted anything? No. We don't know how to use Snapchat. You guys were real. Like, I
0: just wanted to get the Nerdville name just yeah, in case. Yeah, just in case. That's it.
2: Um, Someone, are we gonna,
1: can we do the outro theme music? You and I? Think we can do, are you guys yeah. ready for that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, so. <laughs> No, you
3: uh, <laughs> I'll keep
1: the beat This on. is bad That's Mr. Sandman <laughs> Plus beatis.
0: They're
2: the same
1: Baby and Dream, dream. Wait, That's Billie Jean no? <laughs> You're welcome And thanks uh, for listening As always we apologize
2: <laughs> Go see Beauty and the Beast
0: Bye guys